Hello everyone, welcome to Frame Trap, where we talk about video games and other things, whatever comes to our mind. We've got a lot to talk about today. I say that every episode, but I think we are kind of all collectively hyped about certain things. And I'm really looking forward to those discussions. It's going to get in-depth, it's going to get detailed. Uh, it's not going to get heated, because every time I say it's going to get heated, it's just very chill and, and fine. Yeah. We're all yeah, buds we're here. We're all buds. Yeah, we're all friends. We got no bossmans here stirring the pot. Yeah. yeah. No bossmans to, to kick the shit. <laughs> yeah. That probably just made, like, a thousand people close the video. But that's all yeah. right. No bossman. That's no. all right. Yeah. No bossman, no watch. Yep. Right. No bossman, no watch. <laughs> it's okay. We didn't need him anyway. It's dead weight. Uh, Damiani. Wait, yo, before we get started, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, okay. it's okay. Is the fan okay with the noise and stuff? Is Are we good there? Good, save you. You know, before we get it's, like two it's, hours into this. I didn't notice anything when we were doing the sound check, okay. but just to be safe, yeah, we are going safe, to. Uh, let's get a yeah. safety off. Yeah, we are going to. Yeah. We're going to. doors open. We're going to production values live. Yeah. Right now. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the biz. Time out the fan right yeah. now, Huber. Before we get. second fan. Before we get into this not heated discussion this is gonna be a nice and calm <laughs> yeah. frame track lost the cool normally we have ian or brandon to set up th things but we did it ourselves today so yeah all, all complaints we can't there's no one else to throw that on it's just us yeah. so we're shutting off the fan just to be safe uh before we get started uh how's everybody feeling feeling pretty good you know, a lot of times, a lot of times, I feel like we launch right into to topics. Yeah. You know, and I just want to know how you're doing in your life. Is everything okay? Everything's great. Anything that we can address on this show? The Dodgers have a two-game lead in the West <laughs> with about a month to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I like our chances. It's been Scully's last year. It's the first time I've worn the shirt. Actually, Beth got it for me for my birthday. That is a. I haven't noticed your shirt until right now. Vince it's a glorious Scully. shirt. Um. He has about 15 games left. It's his 67th year of broadcasting the Dodgers. That, I don't know this man, but that, that expression that he has on his face, honestly, that is how I envision you he is in my, 50 I, years. That is, I, I wish. Because uh -huh. Vince Gill is my favorite human. In the Earth. world? Oh, wow. Yeah. How does your family feel about that? They accept it. Okay. They're cool with it. Okay. They feel the same way, probably. What if Vince Scully has, like, a really dark side in him? He does. He, do, he, do, <laughs> no. his, he has pretty public information about his life. Okay. Yeah. Charitable donations, whatnot, all that good stuff. All right. In the, in the brief period of time I've known you, and I think Brad can back me up on this, uh, I feel like every Dodger season is, is a bit of a heartbreak for you. I watch you go through some pretty intense emotions, yeah. and it's, it's hard to see that as a friend. Especially because I've known you for, like, four years now? Three, four years? I don't know. The last three years, the Dodgers have made it to the playoffs and been eliminated each yeah. time. Yeah, and you, you so. actually go into mourning. Yeah. You know, it's not... It's not just like, oh, that yeah. sucks. Get used yeah. to the Spanish no, yeah. and it's, every year. And it's the most high stakes this year because there's a there's a slogan right now. It's called Win for Vin. Ooh. Trying to win it for Vin Scully on his last season. Wow. So by not winning, it's going to hurt even Letting more. Letting Vin down. Yeah. And, it, and as a man with Vin Scully on his shirt, <laughs> that resonates with you. Yes. Yeah. I want, I, like, my dream in life is to watch a World Series Dodgers game with Vin Scully calling it. Mm -hmm. I've never been able to do that in my life. It's going to happen time, this year. Dude, I hope, man. Send your good vibes. Send yeah, your good man, vibes. I will weep. In the this is the last chance. 
Boy, I, I feel like based on everything you just said, like now I have at least some interest in the Dodgers Good. winning. You know, like I want them to win. Yeah, too. I'm not a big baseball fan at all. Yeah, but I was like, okay, I hope Mike. Yeah, I hope Mike's happy. I hope Mike is happy. Hope Mike's happy. Yeah, yeah, that's that's really all I need. Oh, what are you guys telling me? Right? Yeah. I have to play the villain now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, no, nothing to do with the Yankees, man. Okay. I am a Yankees fan, but they have no, no, no yeah. not the Yankees here. Like, I really feel for your story, and like this is like. Every year of sports, yeah. you can think that like there's one team that like oh they got like a sob story, got to do it. As much as that like was a sob story there, that's like great. Then there's the Cubs, of course, who haven't won in like 1908. Thank you, and they're like have their best season right now. Yeah, and, like this might be their year. Yeah, if they don't jinx. Crap. Cubs, man, <laughs> I got no ill will, but you can take one year off. It's been so time. <laughs> <laughs> do it next year. Welcome to the world of sports. Yeah. <laughs> there's only one Vince Scully. And this is it. This is the last last hope. I, but if the Dodgers don't win, I want the Cubs to win. Okay. For sure. You can have it. If yeah. we don't get it, you can have yeah, it. You can yeah. I'll take the scraps. Yeah. I'll pull for him. Oh, the passion in sports. I respect it. Uh, getting into it. Damiani, what have you been playing? I, I feel like oh, you and Bossman are, are the two biggest enigmas. Where, like, I always have some sort of tabs on, on what everybody else in Easy Allies has been playing, but you two, you never know. Some random thing. Kyle's always playing Tetris. I know that <laughs> That is true. Yeah. He is always that, playing Tetris. It's some, some dumb game every Monday. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't think he continues to play those games. He gave up on Dark Souls 3. That's what I know. He gave up? He's like not playing oh. it right now. Why? I asked for a, stat, like a status report. He's like, oh, I'm not playing it right now. I'm like, what? He was so into it. He was far. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, Damiani. Man, is this the point where I get to go on my mini tirade about the original Metroid? How yeah. It has been viewed through rose-tinted glasses. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Here we go. I'm very curious. Unexpected heat. we got to set this up. we got to set this up. Okay. So, information that needs to be known. I have played through the original Metroid in its entirety without cheat codes or Game Genie or anything like that, and it beat it legitimately once just to say I beat it. Dude, stamp of approval. So, and it was, but I used guides and stuff. I used the map, like a printout, like on a computer screen. No map. I used a walkthrough to explain stuff to me because mm-hmm. I was getting tired of getting, like, I didn't want to get lost. Okay. So that was a while ago. It had been a few years ago that I did this back at Game Trailers. Is the original way harder than Super? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I decided to stream it. I was like, I beat this game already. I know about <laughs> it. Like, I beat it a few years ago. I just played I've, through the. I've fallen I played into through, this trap. I played through Zero Mission. You I, did this with Super Metroid, right? Super Metroid, when and recently with Mega it? Man 2, where you're like, oh, yeah. I, I got this. <laughs> this is no problem. Yeah, no, 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 yeah. no. Totally going to be a chill stream, yeah. guys. Yeah. And I remember when I streamed Metroid Zero Mission, I made the statement like, man, this game really does not do the original justice. The original is way better than this. So I streamed Metroid this past Friday. Holy crap. This is like Blood War 3 titled it. Damiani can't handle Metroid. <laughs> <laughs> like I was supposed to stream for two hours. I get to the hour mark and I look down. And I'm like, do I have to stream this shit for another hour? <laughs> I was getting so angry at the game. And it wasn't just the, like, the difficulty. I was like, some of the chat was like saying stuff. And I'm like, you know what? A game being difficult for the sake of difficult doesn't make it good or bad. 
But, like, it doesn't mean, like, it's a good game. Like, hey, just, like, get good and stuff. It's like, no, that doesn't necessarily mean anything. My biggest problem with that game is everyone keeps saying, technical limitations, they can't show you a map. So I went right into NES Zelda. I'm like, what the, f what's this? That's a map up in the top left corner. I'm in a dungeon. What is this? A map. And I was like, that would have been such an easy thing to add. That would have helped me out so much. Number two, holy crap. So many of the screens are copy-paste design. Mm. And it was like for the world map. And everyone's like, well, your precious Zelda dungeons look the same. I was like, but I got a damn map here that's telling me which room I need to go to. And stuff. I know if I've been to this screen before because it's on my map already. I was like, Metroid does not do this. I was like, Metroid has some really good ideas in it. Really good ideas that have its time. It's just not a very well-designed game. I'm sorry. Super Metroid is the full realization of that. And I would actually, I need to replay Metroid 2 because I did play through and beat that as well. I... My mind right now tells me Metroid 2 is a better game than Metroid 1, design-wise. Don't know about that. Need to double-check. Well, the, I hate the, Metroid. The I'll stop you right there with design-wise, that it's so close to Samus, the camera. Well, that's that's, that's the, a bad design right off the bat. That's the entire game. I'm talking about the, the world design. Oh, it's mostly the structure? Back, it's mostly going back left and right because the lava has to keep lowering down and down, so you have to worry about the, the verticality of it too much. Where sure. you think about Metroid, the, like, your iconic rooms are the giant vertical ones that go on forever. Yeah. So anyway, not knocking Metroid as a series. I just now I know how people feel about Zelda 2 if they didn't like don't know it inside out, like someone like me. I'm like, that game's amazing, guys. Like, how can you even think this game is bad? Like to people who know Metroid inside out, the game's probably not that bad to them. They probably mm -hmm. can beat it pretty easily. But to the average person, no, that's not very good, and it's a relic of... Life-changing moment, Tommy. Yeah. At least you took that away from I it. I had to go and play Super Metroid during that stream, and I was just like, oh <laughs> so good. Do you, do so you think good. maybe that it's just sort of a, a byproduct of time and iteration where, you know, when it originally came out, those annoyances weren't that big of a deal because the original Metroid was so forward-thinking and there hadn't really been a game exactly like that, and, you know, because of Metroid 2 and Super Metroid... And later games like it's only because of their existence and other games that were inspired by metroid that metroid one looks so bad like maybe on its own in a vacuum for its time maybe metroid wasn't so annoying i don't know i think back to when i first played it and i remember just the sense of like don't know where the heck to I go see. and stuff just and really hard like you start so here's my biggest another sorry another gripe i have about the game Hmm. Is that when you die, it doesn't refill your health, and there unless you get an energy tank, everyone's like farm these regenerating enemies, and I did like a like a five minute. You can just gif it. I was running back and forth to like farm an enemy, and I just said, "This isn't good design. That's never. That's fun. not mm -hmm. fun. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. Like that should not be there. And I get Legend of Zelda NES when you die." you get sent back with three hearts. Mm -hmm. But it's way easier to fill up. You can get you can get a potion to fill up your... I'm sorry, I'm just going, like, comparing Zelda. There's other games that do it better, too. Mm -hmm. But Zelda's the easiest one because it comes to mind right away. You get a potion. There's the fairy the fountains. The, it, yeah. The meat, right? No, meat's used for... An oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. But it felt like there were more ample opportunities to refill your health. And it wasn't as much. Metroid, the more energy tanks you get, the more you're screwed when you die. And I, I get that's like, you gotta be super careful. Like, when you're super power, when you're full health, you need to take advantage of that. But at the same time, just such a steep penalty without. 
I, I don't think it's fair. Even Dark Soul, even the Souls games have checkpoints of some sort where you can sit at a bonfire and save. And I get save points were a little bit more difficult back then. Mm-hmm. Like Zelda needed a battery back to do that. But they could have, like the map. I'm sorry, I will not buy the map argument that like Metroid 1 is a better game without a map. I think it is a worse game without the map. Like, because if they made the environments more uniquely designed, if, like, t- take away technical limitations, if each screen looked very unique so I can tell I've already been here, that's fair. But because everything looks copy-paste design in a lot of spots, it's designed to make you get lost, that's, I think it's kind of BS. Mm-hmm. So I don't have as much respect for that. And I, that going back to when it was released, probably, I I think people got probably got a little bit more frustrated with that. But again, really good ideas and stuff. And yeah. Super Metroid is the full realization of that. Mm-hmm. That's why it's one of the best games ever mm-hmm. made. So you had to get like Metroid out of the way to get to Super Metroid. Yeah, it was a gr- like growing pains. Great first step for that series. I just don't understand. I mean, it's it's been talked to to death. There's, I'm not saying anything new here, but I remember specifically the moment in time when Metroid Fusion and then following that Metroid Zero Mission came out and unanimously amongst all people that cared about Metroid they were like this is exactly what we want Mm -hmm. just thank you for making the thing that is kind of like Super Metroid thank you for doing that Mm -hmm. and like 10 years later they just stopped like could we just get another one of those that's what they did the same thing happened in Castlevania yeah but at least Castlevanias are coming out, even though, you know. Well, what I meant is, like, they, they were making... At least they're making them. They were making DS, like, the DS Zeldas were all, like, Symphony oh, of the yeah. Night kind of thing. Right. Which I really love, but I was kind of wanting to, like, I was like, can we go back to, like, the first three and four? Like, that yeah. style of game? Yeah, absolutely. But I never got that. I mean, Cap- like, I'm trying to think of someone who's done that. Capcom, at least, at one point, went back and gave us Mega Man 9 9 10, 10, yeah. Mm-hmm. Even though they don't give us any more Mega Mans, but there, there's there's precedent for it. There's quite I, I'm, I'm on the same yeah. page with you. Like, yeah. Konami want to earn some good faith. You know, hey, uh, we're going to go make another Symphony Night style game for PS4 and Steam and stuff. Here, here it comes. Or Nintendo's like, hey, you know, sorry we took down that fan remake, but uh, here is a new Super Metroid style game. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, or Zero Mission style game. Totally original comes out. Instead of trying to make a 3D Metroid or Federation Force, you know. Like, I, I get companies not wanting to do the same thing over Absolutely. and over again. Absolutely. Yeah. But, but I, the thing is, is like, imagine you did a Metroid like that once every handheld generation or console mm-hmm. generation. It's, it's hard for me to envision, at least for the, the first three generations that you adopt that mentality, that that would, that would be a bad thing. I don't know. Nintendo's always had weird problems with Metroid, I feel yeah. like. They can yeah. never, like, find what they like. like. They can never be happy with Metroid, I feel like. They don't show the series a lot of love, like, right. some of their other, quote-unquote, like, iconic series. Mm-hmm. It also has tr- trouble finding resonance in Japan for some reason. Really? Hmm. Yeah. Like, it's been, especially the Prime trilogy, like, really oh. revered in the West. Yeah, not Apparently not so hot in Japan. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, that mentality of a Japanese, you know, company, they're like, not doing well in Japan. There's something wrong. So they probably took a look in Metroid, and that's why we got Other M at some point. Because, yeah, Other M. Give it to Team Ninja. Yeah, let's get to Team Ninja, guys. You know, when Other M was first announced, I was, I believed. Like I thought, I thought I was down. I was like, yeah, going cool. Be, con- yeah, like, there was nothing yeah. wrong with that at all. Just, just didn't work out as we hoped. I mean, uh, that was a, that was at a time when sorry. I you put Team Ninja on the box, and I'm. I'm interested. Different era. Different era. For sure. Uh, definitely, definitely different era. The baby. 
Uh, besides Metroid, though, and your your frustrations with the original, what else have you been playing? Um, I've been playing through. Well, I'll, I'm playing through a game right now, but it's for an episode of something, so Ooh, I'm not allowed uh-oh. to say it. But it took up pretty much almost mm. all my August okay. trying to hundred percent it. Whoever <laughs> knows what it is, Huber I know. Knows what it I is. know what it is. You know what it is. So I'll just say, wow, at a game that like could make me take that long and hundred percent it. What a brick. Yeah. Um. Very and I will say on a technical level, very impressed with the game. Mm. A little late to the party, several years late to the party. Better late than never, baby. But <laughs> kind of glad I played it. And I skipped over the previous entry in the series. Mm. That might be another hint. Oh, okay. Yeah, I see. Um, and that that one was like pretty revered as well. It's a yeah. really huge series. Oh yeah, I'll give you that. But that Get took hyped. up a lot I don't know. of time. Get hyped. I don't know a lot of time. Is. Wrapping it up though. Finally, Jesus. it pleases me. Sorry, I, I like that took up a lot of time, but like, better people, be Dragon Quest. People get like really angry when I tell them like what the game or sure. No, is that's for some fine. Reason. Like, I would it. gladly. But you just realize you're just being a giant tease right now. I, I know, but really, okay. it's good. Yeah, you know. Brandon Jones what would else? be pleased. Yeah, he Brandon Jones would tease. be extremely. Happy. No, I mean for the tease right now. Yeah, he like, good. Yeah. He taught me how to tease. Yeah. I don't do it enough. I'm straight to the I action. just give the goods. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm a give yeah. the goods kind of guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was looking through my so Steam library, actually, of stuff like I wanted like, to try out. Yeah. Um, I was really just, uh, what was the, uh, Owlboy? It's not out yet, but mm-hmm. I saw all the stuff about it. It was finally coming out. I was like, wait, is that out yet? And I was like, super disappointed. I was like, not yet. I was like, oh, man, like, this game looks really good. I only heard about it recently, but it's apparently been in development for, like, what, nine or ten years or something like wow. that? I do have it's to. Insane. I do have to ask. How is Shovel Knight going? Oh, I finished it. I did a stream where I finished it. Did you not see oh, that? Oh wait, no, I didn't see that. I did. A, I did a second. I can't predict these Domiani streams. I did a second stream. <laughs> it was also for Ben, where I finished it and okay. I beat it. Okay. Yeah, nice. I totally beat it. What did you think? And? I need Shovel Knight yeah, thoughts. What the yeah. hell? No, I I really enjoyed it and okay. stuff. Um, Safe. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Safe. I was like, I tell people like, please make more games like this. Yeah. Now everyone's trying to get me to play Axiom Verge because. Oh, okay. Um, I heard it's a, Metro- it's a Metroid-like game. I, there, there are people out there that adore Axiom Verge, and I can totally see why. It did not resonate with me as much as I thought it would. Okay. I looked at, like, I've seen videos of it. For some reason, it just looks a little off to me, visually. Like, mm-hmm. it, has a, it has a cool retro look, but mm-hmm. I think it's more the main character design. Is, I don't know. Sure. Like, it's just his proportion, or I don't know if it's a he. It looked like a guy. Was it, the, their proportion to the world looked a little weird or something too small. Like really small. Yeah, yeah, it was like a, it was something a little off-putting about that. But everyone keeps telling me, "Hey, you like Super Metroid? Like, you, you need to try this out. Like, go try Axiom Verge." So I was like, "Try it out. Give it a shot." Probably be my next game to try out. Cool. I, I do feel like Hyperlight Drifter deserved more fanfare. Game came and went. I yeah, it, it freaks came, me out. And it's still my list to play. Me I, too. Like but. I, I love it. I think it's, I think it is a fantastic game. Cool. Uh, I gotta play it. And I just, it's a game that I maybe not exactly the same level, but I, I expected some, some similar sentimentality, like akin to Shovel Knight. Mm-hmm. Like I think, I think it is like approaching that level of quality in a lot oh, of ways. Oh wow. Um, it's much, 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 much more difficult mm-hmm. um, and, and kind of a more involved process than Shovel Knight. Maybe that's why. But mm-hmm. that game, the way that it presents its world and how it feels, how it controls, I, like I wouldn't change anything about it. I love it. Dang. So I, yeah, I'm just, I'm very surprised. But moving on. 
That's been a weird one, man. Has it been a weird like, one? Okay, so I've had internet trouble. For like oh, a yeah, while, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, no yeah. internet. So I'm pulling stuff out randomly. Playing, busted out to the 3DS. Yeah! Ready for this? Yeah! 3DS I have that, that huge stack of games that we got from the, our game giveaway or whatever we did a while ago. Busted out Adventure Time. No, I'm sorry, a regular show. Nice. Busted out. It's like a 2D side scroller. Like in the vein of 8 bit. Sounds fun. Made by Way Forward. Uh-huh. Oh, that's good. Pretty good game. Uh, level design's pretty boring, though, dude. I played like 40 minutes and I was like, uh, I get it. Yeah. I was like, I don't think I need to play anymore. (laughs) Then I played Bravely Second and I played for 15 minutes and I went, I'm not feeling this right now. What? Wow. I know. Nothing against the game. Okay. No reason. I just wasn't feeling it. You gotta be in the mood. Yeah. I've I've been there. I don't think I was in the mood for that. Yeah. Played. Uh, Oh, yeah. What's up? No, I. It's something that I've been feeling a lot recently. I, I think my game playing time has been very, very strange as well. Mm-hmm. Where there are moments where I feel like I should be playing something. Like, I think I should be playing Deus Ex Mankind Divided. Mm-hmm. And I don't doubt that it is, is a great game. I have no doubt that, like, I will be on this podcast at some point saying how good it is. Like, I, I know myself. I know that will happen. But for whatever reason, the stars are just not aligned in a way where I want to play that game mm-hmm. right now. And it's hard to say that without people thinking that you have some sort of prejudice against it, but sometimes you're just not in the mood. It's as simple as that. Yeah, for sure. But, you know, I was in the mood for also, sometimes I get random cravings for this. One of the greats. Oh, boy. Demon Souls. (laughs) Okay, there we go. Busted it out, dude. Played for like five hours, Kingdom Hearts nonsense. Oh, that game's great, man. It's rough yeah. in some areas. I'm like, eh, they polished it off as it went further on, but it's still a really great game. Yeah. Must play for any Souls fans who haven't God. played it. It's a must play. It's it's really fascinating to play now mm-hmm. and, and seeing sort of the genesis of that series and a series that means so much to yeah, us yeah, and yeah. Has, has made such an impression on us. And there are still moments of that game that are my absolute favorite. Yep. That I don't think they could get away with again. Yeah, they, that game totally has its own unique vibe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say for sure. It's just really crazy because, like Bloodborne and Dark Souls One, even Three, I might enjoy more than Demon Souls. But right. like you just said, I have so many memories of specific moments in Demon Souls it's because it was that the I first. don't have. It was with, the first. That's why. Yeah. Because these think... moments that like all I always think about. Yeah, and I'm always really envious when someone says, oh, you know, I picked a Bloodborne, this is my first Souls game, or Earth 3, this is my first Souls game. You know, whatever whatever they say, I'm always really envious of that moment because even playing Neo, uh, you, you know what your tools are and how to approach situations. Like, you, you, you feel like you're, like, some sort of tradesman. Like, yeah. you're going into a situation, all right, how do I dismantle this situation? Because you've been there. You've, you've encountered something similar in these games. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's just the, the consequence of experience. But in Demon's Souls, I felt like I never knew mm-hmm. how to do anything ever. Mm-hmm. Ever. Uh, like, yeah. and it was amazing. Yeah. You know, until you describe well. Demon's Souls the first day it came out, I remember, in North America. And we were just, like, calling each other yeah. all the time. Like, yeah. what is this? What is this? What, is this? what am I doing? What did yeah. you start as? Yeah. Kind of situation going on. Like, did you find this here where do i get this where should i go next yeah like it's been so long there's since a, i've had that feeling in a game totally totally and there's, there's a moment in demon souls that i will never forget 
and it's you're, you're you're at the start of this area, and you see a skeleton. You're like, okay, he's got a big sword. He's gonna come up. He's gonna hit me. And then, four one. The mother effing skeleton rolls the at rolls, you, yeah. and it's like super fast. And he yeah. killed me because I was. I remember when he started rolling at me, I was in such shock. Yeah. Like how many fantasy the giant games? Sword. Yeah, and it sounds <laughs> it sounds like a simple thing, but. How many fantasy games I played, I never had a skeleton do that. And it just totally shattered my, like, oh my god, I don't know what any of these enemies are going to do. I don't know what they're capable of. And it was such a cool, like, vulnerable moment that Mm -hmm. that was awesome. Finding NPCs in the world of Demon's Souls was too high stakes for me. Yeah. It, like nightmares i'm like who is this person what's going on <laughs> yeah. why are you here but that was like at the time when i didn't you didn't know what they could do to you i didn't or... know what was in store in yeah. that universe like with these characters i didn't yeah. know what they, what they were capable yeah. of right i wasn't used to playing games yeah where they would tell me something then they're just lying to me yeah. the whole time like yeah sex the original Deus Ex going back, I was like, yeah, I didn't, kinda, like, I didn't play the original Deus Ex, so i didn't yeah. like i never really experienced anything really like that that much um the other thing that I kind of want to talk about that's that's related to this is, you know, it came out at a time where there wasn't, I would argue there wasn't a Souls community, right? No, so maybe. you didn't, like, you know, Dark Souls 3 comes out, all the hardcore people have imported it, and they have strats on every single boss day in the one, game. Day full one, guide. Yeah. full guide. And yeah. of course, you don't have to look at that stuff, but even just being aware of its presence, yeah. I think, sort of pollutes the mystery a little bit, totally. you know? Um, yeah. And it, it, you know, I it like it's it's a weird thing to complain about because it just means that the series is more successful and it's reached a point where mm-hmm. there is that fervor, the demand for that type of stuff. And so you have to respect it a little bit. But you know, like anything else, when you get something, you kind of also feel like you're losing a little bit too. Yeah. So. Yeah, like uh, <clears throat> world tendency. <laughs> Still don't know what it does. Forever. Tell me. It's been ten years. I don't know what the hell it is. It freaked <laughs> okay, me out though. Every time I died, I was like, World Tendency, dude, it's getting harder. I think you could argue that World Tendency is the single most obtuse thing introduced in this series. Horribly explained. It's not even really explained. Probably asked Brad a hundred times what it was. Poise. Poise. Poise Poise is also... Poise break. Poise is also a little... If you're not... Poise is a newer gen, yeah, thing. Yeah, once you have it explained to it, it, it's pretty simple, but... Uh, God, I remember using the spear in... The wing spear. Oh, wing I spear. used it when I played. Didn't I didn't use an axe in Demon's Souls. Use a wing spear. That first time you meet Patches, man. <laughs> it's like, hey, here's treasure right here. Yeah. Uh, oh, sick. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> he does that not once, but twice also. That's good. Uh, also been playing... I know you guys have been playing this. Neo. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna... I didn't get as far as you guys, Mm because I got to a point where I was like, I don't want to play any more of this game, because I don't want to know anything else. I respect that. I didn't get to the first boss. I got, like, right to it, and I was like, I don't want to know what this is. And I stopped playing. I hard quit second boss. I'm blown away you beat it. I hard quit. I tried... It's hard. I tried five or six times, and was like, okay, I could... This is the beta. I've already put, like, six hours into this demo... Yeah, like this progress isn't going to carry over. Mm-hmm. I've got WoW to play. But you get the you get the reward. I know, and yeah. I wanted it so bad, but I got to that second. What's the reward? Is it spoilers or anything? It, well, you, it just says it's mark like mark of, of the strong and mark of the champion, something yeah. like something along those lines. So I got the first. And you just one, get some item. In okay. The game. But I got to that second boss. Yeah. And just could not do it. Ben Moore, I couldn't it's a, beat her. It's a it's a real bitch. It's like shit. 
It was one of those. It, well, it. Don't. It was say like it. A, it, no. It's it's not it's not a spoiler or anything. It's just a normal fight. It was There's just no, one like, of mechanic. those things that I get with Souls bosses sometimes, where it's like this might take me eight hours, but I'm just gonna yeah. sit here and do it until it's done. Yeah, I always wanted after, to do it. And then after like forty times, you do finally yeah. do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, she like paralyzes you and stuff. And that like, is the oh, worst okay. part about sta- it. Yeah. Like, ma- the, the having to manage your stamina in that fight and mm-hmm. trying to dodge, knowing when to attack, knowing when to block. There are so many things where if you make one wrong move, I feel like it's over. Mm-hmm. She'll get you in a combo. Yep. You'll run out of energy. My God, that fight was unforgiving. Yeah, like I beat was. the first boss, mm. no problem. Mm. First try. Oh, wow. It, it took me a few tries, for sure. Second one, dude. I yeah. was like, this is hopeless. This is like freaking... <laughs> yeah. It's like, demons, uh, here we go. I noticed that they made the camera way better. Yep. In this version. Like, I remember I played that. What was it? Alpha or something like mm-hmm. that? Dude, it was so clumsy, I felt it like. It feels so good now. Yeah, may- maybe it was the camera. I couldn't pinpoint it, but I felt like I just moved better. It felt better. You know? It just feels uh, better to move around in that game now. Like, somebody... You know, turned a knob and just yeah. made it tighter. Just tweaked somehow. it out a little bit. Yeah. Feels way better. And I know you touched on this with the alpha, but I felt like it mattered even more having to change weapons. Yeah. And change your approach. Like, that first area, it's in the first level. Mm-hmm. There's, like, you come up and, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, there's, a, there's a cliff. Mm-hmm. You go up the cliff and to the right, there's a ton of guys... Or you can go left along the cliff and kind of like go into a field more. area. Yeah. But going up there, four guys rush out and, like, jump you. And I kept using the sword. And I was like, dude, I'm getting wrecked here. Like, I just get swarmed. I can't do this. Yeah. Died four times. I was like, all right, I'm going to try something different here. Use the spear. Mm-hmm. First try. Yeah. And just, like, having to adapt and change weapons and change stances mm. um, is incredible. Because I feel like even Dark Souls has gotten away from that where, you know, I find my weapon in Dark Souls or get my Kirk Cameron Bloodborne. Whole game. Uh, <laughs> you know? Neo was the exact opposite for me. I used, like, one weapon the entire time. Which wow. which weapon did you use? I used the dual katanas, which is weird. So I, I think the best weapons are the spear, the axe, or yeah. hammer, since they share movesets, uh, and the dual katanas. Yeah. Sure. I didn't, I didn't really like any of the heavy weapons in this game. I I didn't like them. Swear single, by the axe. Single sword feels like cannon. Like yeah. like a more quick build, I guess, seemed more natural to me in this sure. game. Which is, I usually go strength in me these too. games, like first time always. Yeah. yeah. But not in this one. Yeah. It didn't feel right for me. I just like so, the dueling nature of the single sword. Sure. Yeah. No, I, to- I totally respect all those opinions. The, the reason why I'm so obsessed with the heavy weapons in Neo is because of the standard recharge mechanic mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I felt like once I got to a point where I could do that like perfectly in every single fight I wasn't being all that punished for taking swings that took off huge stamina chunks because I could always get that back and being able to do the roll that recovers your stamina yeah. is another oh, huge that. yeah it's like once you incorporate that into your your combat, Probably it changes use everything. That on the witch. I think yeah. <laughs> I think the Kirk hammer just ruined everything for us. Yeah, it's too good. I was thinking of like, oh, it's not as good as the Kirk hammer yeah. though when I was playing, which is a not it's, fair comparison at all. Yeah, it's not fair. It's not fair. The Don't Kirk the Kirk hammer is almost like too good though. It's too cool. It, it's too the cool. The sword form it's easy like 
Doom shotgun Kirkhammer. Like, yeah, it's good. Yeah, you're sitting nice. It's so good. <laughs> I, I think, uh, touching on that a little bit, that's, that is something that frustrated me about Bloodborne weapons is I, I loved the flashiness, I loved the versatility, I loved the flexibility that provided. But, you know, at the end of my time with Bloodborne, I felt like so many weapons did way too much. Like, there weren't that many weaknesses that I could yeah. point to with, with a lot of the weapons. And that's that's not the case with Neo. Like, the, what I'm talking about with, like, the stamina recovery, I felt like I had to play better mm-hmm. in order to compensate for the weakness of the weapon. And I think that's a really cool yeah. dynamic. I think Bloodborne has some of that. Yeah, it does. It does. It does have some of that. It is not completely gone, but I I, I think it's, just I because mean, of the nature of the trick weapons, it was a little bit less emphasized than, than maybe your traditional Souls game. I could be wrong on that. Because there's I less weapons. Think about it for there's a way less weapons in Bloodborne. There but are. But they all feel pretty much really different. Yeah. Only some of them kind of seem like Saw Cleaver and uh, there's like the, the Dex one, I forgot what it's called. Yeah. Some of them are really different. But every time I play Bloodborne, I use a different weapon. And they, it completely changes yeah. how I play that game every time. I feel like a different person. I feel like I'm in, in a movie when I'm using, like, the Kirkhammer sword form mm-hmm. and, like, clearing trash mobs and then some big beast walks around the corner and I sheath it and oh, get the hammer out. It's so anime. <laughs> yeah, like, it is. yeah, it's so anime. Damiani, <laughs> uh, I've got a lot of questions for you because you're, it's, again, I'm very confused, so you got to explain this to me. Uh, Damiani, you played through Dark Souls 1, refused to go online for whatever nonsense reason, and you loved it. I think it's safe to say that you loved and had great enthusiasm for the original Dark Souls. Dark Souls 2 comes out, nope, nope. not a peep. Dark Souls 3 comes out, not a peep. Bloodborne comes out, Wait, you, you played through so, it. Yeah, so I, I touched Demon Souls. I finished, you I touched finished, it. I finished the first world. Um, most of my experience with Demon Souls was watching Ryan Stevens dance around the office at the import version <laughs> yeah. of how happy he was with video games again. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and hearing him and Miguel and Patrick and talk and talk about that game like nonstop, and I played it and I was just like, it didn't click yet. Mm-hmm. I was I was really really against and agitated by the the, the combat system the way it made you play. Uh, I wasn't appreciate I didn't appreciate it at the time, uh, and it also didn't help that I wasn't really digging the world because it was. It wasn't necessarily because it was like level based, because of the use of the the, the worlds you have to mm-hmm. go into. Mm-hmm. Um, that that definitely helped in Dark Souls, though, um, which why I suspect it might have been that, because I love the seamless nature of the world in Dark Souls. Yeah, of course. It felt like there were multiple paths to go at any time. Shortcuts were like even more important in Dark Souls. I felt rewarded for exploring a direction, going that direction, persevering through that direction, and finding, like, oh, I could drop this ladder now. Oh, yes, I don't have to go around this whole path again. Yes, I love this. Um, I spent more time, you know, after hearing everyone talk about it, I was like, okay, I need to approach this game differently. It's not Devil May Cry. You can't, no matter what you want to do, like, you can't combo these enemies and stuff with the stamina. I hated stamina meters. That was my thing. Like, I just never liked them. I thought... I always blame them for being like a crutch that some designers use to just like impose like more difficult gameplay challenges with the combat system. It's like if you didn't have a stamina meter, then it would require them to have to design. But obviously, that's not true because you know Souls games have one of the best bosses and enemy designs in gaming. So yes, I really did like Dark Souls, but it was more for the atmosphere, the seamless world, mm-hmm. and it, it was enough time after Demon Souls that 
I decided like let me give this another chance in terms of like like approach it with a different mindset in terms of like how to play this game. Um, you need to play it differently, um, and that's why I enjoyed it. Dark Souls Two. I think the problem with Dark Souls Two is I heard too many negative things about it before I touched it, and I was really weary. I was like, oh no, like it's not as good as the first one. And I was mm. like. These games are like really hard for me to like take that first step into in, into getting into, but for some reason Bloodborne, everything I saw about Bloodborne is like yes, like yes, like just like Jones. I was like, this looks like Even the atmosphere me. looks like yeah. Resident Evil, like old Resident Evil, but like Souls combat system. So I was like, okay, we're, we're doing this, and Bloodborne was probably the one I put the most time into. I really enjoyed it. Like I played through it multiple times. I wanted to get like one of the fetuses or the the, the messengers the, the thing to get the real the real ending you umbilical cords oh yeah the umbilical cords okay you. it's all right like you need there were like four in the game you could get three you need mm-hmm. three of them to do that um i did play multiplayer in bloodborne because everyone's like dude if a, a boss battle is like too hard for you summon somebody like that's a mechanic like that's it's there for you to use so yep. like your, your partner might suck and it might have been a waste of time but they might be good and i was like okay and there are at least two bosses in that game I'm forgetting names now. The one where you have to like go down like a path into like a cathedral, and it, like at the end it had like poison mist around it, um, and Bloodborne and oh, Bloodstarved Beast. Yeah, like that one. Yeah, I actually soloed it on my second playthrough, but the first playthrough yeah. was like I need someone. And then uh, the white demon, like the fox one or the like, it was Vicar Amelia. Yes. Yeah, the you. wolf. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. That one I needed somebody for. I was I would get like. Two thirds of the way through, and I was like, "Just don't have a chance." Like, I need someone to help me finish this off, and I enjoyed that. Like, I mm-hmm. liked ha- I liked having someone to play with. I think with Dark Souls, you asked me like why I didn't want to play online. Mm-hmm. I was wary of people trolling with the comments. I saw like they'd be like, "Jump here, or do this." I was like, "You know what? <laughs> I, I don't want to do it." I get that people love that, but that's also it. you. That like, is you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you Whoa. can't take your own medicine, dude. Yeah, it's like ah, uh, this game already is the game already is me. I don't I need see. an added layer. I don't I really see. like Damiani squared here or some <laughs> crap like that. Uh, I was just worried about that, but I I got over that. Like I okay. don't think that. And then, that's good to hear. Wait, did this, you play is, this is very interesting. So I haven't touched three yet, but everyone's saying it's really good. So yeah, um, did you play a Bloodborne DLC? No, I didn't. <clears throat> God. All right. God. I, I played the game. I played the, 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 the chalice dungeons or the, uh-huh. yeah. I like playing through those. I mean, I played a ton of like it when it came out. Just just haven't gone back. Didn't jump gotcha. into the DLC. Circling back to Neo, uh, I, I think it's safe to say that we're all pretty hot on it. And I, yes. I think it's really cool. Jones is like more than Bloodborne levels. Yeah, Jones is through the roof. Jones right now. is freaking out about Neo, Ben. I love Neo, and yeah. I don't know if I, I could envision any world where I say I am more than Bloodborne. <laughs> I, and I love it. To I my feel like core. Jones is like Neo. he's in the zone now with that type of game. Yeah. He's into them now. Like yeah. he wasn't into Jones those zones are scary. Sometimes. Jones is deep. Are, they're strong. He's in the deep end. Yeah. Of Neo. Have you guys seen his trademark clip from Dark Souls One? That we had from him back in like this is when we streamed before Twitch. We streamed on Ustream. You did. You made him Taurus play. Demon. Yeah, yeah. Taurus Demon. Oh, and it like falls off, right? And he does like a back jump off. Yeah. Jones <laughs> yeah, 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 celebration. Yeah. yeah. Like, I think that was the moment that sealed the deal for Jones. He was like, yeah. 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 I was like, oh, I remember. God. He felt it. Yeah. That was the monster. Yeah. Uh, but but Damiani, do you think does Neo call out to you in any way? 
I mean, I'll, I guess I don't want to play the... I wasn't interested in playing the alpha or the beta. Mm. I guess I'm waiting for the actual full game. Sure. Yeah. Um, kind of feeling it out. I'm a, yeah, historically, I'm a little wary about playing early access or betas of games. I think I've even said it before, like, even at going to E3, there's very few exceptions where I actually want to play part of a game and yeah. then have to wait a year or more to, like, play the final thing. I agree. I, I hate that. Me too. About Zelda. that stuff. I think, like, Zelda is, Zelda. like, one of the few exceptions because... Yeah. I need to know about it because everyone's going to shove it down my throat. So, mm-hmm. I, like, if I don't play it, I'm still going to have to deal with it anyway. But I just hate playing a sample of a game and then not getting to play the rest of it. Same thing with, like, watching television stuff. Like, I love, yeah. like, Netflix puts everything on there. Thank you for Netflix so much. Having to wait week after week for shows, I it's great to talk about. Come on. But, like, it hurts so much night inside. Of. Come on. You watched a night of, and yeah. I know you were watching it week to week. You didn't like the week to week, like, conversation and... and Mystery I do, I do but at the same point, it's like, I don't know, I might have just wanted to watch Saul in one and then just have, like, a binge discussion with someone. Like, Game of Thrones, that week to week's amazing, but if you had it all at once... It's also terrible. If you had it all at once, and then you just had, like, the next week of, like, discussion, because, I, I, I don't know, it's such a hard balance, <laughs> but, like, I, I skew towards, or I lean towards the, I'd rather have it all at once... Then rather make me wait because there's those cases where something might not be finished. Mm-hmm. Like if we didn't have the TV <laughs> show for Game of Thrones. Can I can I make a case for why the week to week is awful in Game of Thrones? Oh, yeah. God, okay. Absolutely. I I this is this is this is coming from a dark place. Do it. Okay. <laughs> Do it. So I love Game of Thrones is my favorite TV show. Whatever. Blah blah blah. There are moments where I feel so disappointed. Like I feel like it was a wasted week because Game of Thrones. Is to, it's not just one story focused on one character in one place. It is, all right, we're going to tell a bunch of different stories all over the world, and some episodes will focus on some characters, mm-hmm. and some episodes will focus on other characters. And when I get an episode where I'm just sitting around, dicking around in Dorn, <laughs> I'm like, yeah. holy yeah. shit, I waited a whole week for this. This is terrible, or I have to watch Daenerys do fucking nothing for three years. <laughs> I get dark, really man. upset when I could be hanging out with the Hound. But, you know? But and it's very upsetting. You've, you've come to me so many times, and you've been like, dude, simple conversations are like Academy Award winning 10 out of 10 in Game of Thrones. Just the a oh, basic they, yeah. Yeah, conversation yeah. between two characters that like really doesn't amount to anything, no. but these characters are interacting. Absolutely, like, but and that used to be true. Like I've I've watched season one like ten times. Yeah. Every episode, yeah. there's a conversation no. that really doesn't mean that much, but it's fascinating because of how it's written mm-hmm. and how it's presented. And season two, I would argue, even has a lot of that, uh, especially with uh, Arya and mm-hmm. the Elder Stark. Or not the Elder Tywin. Stark, the Elder, Tywin. Tywin oh, Lannister, not yeah, the Stark. so good. Yeah, Tywin Lannister, sorry. Um, anyway, but I, I feel like, you know, as time has gone on, especially with seasons five and six, there's, there's an inconsistency there. Mm-hmm. And while I think season six was much better... Uh, there were definitely weeks where I'm like, wow, I don't those, feel full in the way that I did. It's payoffs. Like, yeah. when nothing happens on, on a week, or, like, stuff still happens, but when it's a slower week, I'm just like, all right, Huber, you know, I, digest that. Your patience is astounding because I, I just, I've had better, like, Fargo, for instance. Yeah. When I watch an episode of Fargo, even if it ends in a dramatic cliffhanger, every bit of it was so good <laughs> that I'm like, thank you, I will wait yeah. for my next portion yeah. you know like yeah, yeah. is there less going on in fargo than no I, I wouldn't i mean let's like yes. it doesn't have to yes. it doesn't yeah. have to cover so, so many bases much in game of thrones it's like uh, a million yeah. people but it's i like mean the biggest cast I, I think it's sort of like scope versus depth yeah i would say 
there is there is maybe not you're not going all over the place you know it's it's not a globe trotting adventure but what is happening in these places yeah. is mm. exceptionally complex yeah. you know so i don't know i just i love I, I, that accomplished two reason, things the reason i'm so patient <clears throat> with stuff like game of thrones and with shows in general is because it's all about the payoff for me yeah no matter like i will sit there week after week if the payoff is worth it like that is that is the factor of like is this my favorite show is it an okay show like it's that is the all opposite of about the and like because i'm also enjoying those moments where i'm just like dude i love this so much but haven't you watched and a show where it felt like the entire point was the payoff and everything leading up to it was kind of filler like like yeah and that's a terrible show that's a terrible I, but show i think game of thrones doesn't have any filler like like you said so many times <laughs> when people are having these conversations <laughs> No, no, no! I, I hear you. There's a there's a reason Game of Thrones is my favorite show. That's why that's why I'm so hard on it sometimes. Yeah, of course, of course. Is because because they're like I mean episodes are better than others, but I still don't feel like there's a lot of wasted time. When I think about Hard Home, I wanna yeah. I wanna just scream. I just wanna yeah. I just wanna just let out my love of yes. that episode, for instance. Right, like that is. That and is perfect. And so when I have to deal with the goddamn sand snakes, you know, like, you you <laughs> right, can't no, just no. deal Dorn, with those swings. Dorn is filler, I'll give you that. But yeah. everything else, I feel like, is way uh, worse. You don't know about the ship of abandoned plot lines, do you? Uh, <laughs> not to turn... We are getting way off topic. There's, but It's okay. It's, it's part of Frey this show, but the other, the other part of it is, is talking about Neo. Um, there's one last thing I want to say about Neo Ooh. that I think is very important. To me, anyway. It's important to me. Maybe it's not important to anybody else. And, you know, you hear talk about Neo, and the first thing that's brought up is, well, this is like Souls. You know, this will be great while we're waiting on Blood War 2 or whatever from Software mm-hmm. does next. And I get it, and they're totally right. That 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 is a comparison that makes sense, because it's true. There, there are a lot of similarities. But I think the reason why I'm so impressed and in love and obsessed and can't wait, I will be there day one, second one of Neo, uh, as opposed to other... Souls-like games, and I always think of Lords of the Fallen or Salt and Sanctuary, is that I feel like Neo is an actual permutation of the idea of what Souls is, whereas I feel like Salt and Sanctuary and Lords of the Fallen are just trying to be that. Yeah. They're, 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 they're approximating a better experience, whereas I don't think Neo is doing that. Neo is taking something and saying, all right, we're going we're gonna to make this different. And I think the way they do that is... Neo is almost entirely focused on combat. Mm-hmm. And you could argue that the Soul series is focused on combat as well, but you, you have those moments in Souls where you're trying to figure out what this place is or where you're supposed to go or what you're supposed to do. And there are branching paths in Neo, but these branching paths just lead to arenas with guys. And you fight a lot of the same guy, uh, and it's, it's about how much you can deal with. And it's about trying out new combos it's about you know getting that familiarity with your weapons there's a focus on fighting things that's so prevalent like and even the structure of it you know you're not in this huge interconnected world you're going to these little slices of places um and kind of seeing how they can change the combat a little bit um and also you're you're doing a voice character who has a specific purpose uh and it when i'm when i'm playing it i i'm not thinking all right 
what are all of the things that I've learned in Souls that I can apply here? That definitely helps. It's definitely not useless. But it's it's more of, all right, I just learned this technique. How can I do it? When can I do this stamina recharge thing? Like, I'm, I'm specifically thinking about Neo itself. And I think that's so much more impressive than when I'm playing Lords of the Fallen. I'm like, this is just a shittier version of yeah. something I've, I've already done. Yeah. Um, I'm glad you brought up that's really important. the protagonist, William, because yeah. if it was just another create your avatar, you know, yeah. we're going to give you some ambiguous story, mm-hmm. I think it would be more in the Shadow of Souls. But uh-huh. the fact that I'm playing a guy with a narrative, mm-hmm. like, separates it even more, uh, you know, and, and it's just easier to, to kind of go in and not have the baggage of Souls and Bloodborne and yeah. constantly comparing it. So. And I, I feel like there's sort of this inherent tecmo coiness to it yeah. that they, they didn't abandon. Yeah. And I think that's actually really smart. Got that vibe. Um, you have a fucking super meter... Where you can just wail away on dudes mm-hmm. if the meter's full. Yeah, you know, you could, like you could like change it's like your gar- guardians or gods. Yeah, or yeah, like that. yeah. You have these, these spirits it. that basically yeah. give you like elemental attributes. That like, all right, my meter's full now. My thing's on fire and I yeah. wail away. That's that's such a uh, like character action game. Yeah, that's thing. like very d- double trigger. Yeah, right there. yeah, ex- exactly. And, and my cool subtlety of it when you get hit. Right, your, it, meter your meter goes, goes down. down. That's mm. so right, cool. and so so they're taking things that they've already done really, really well, and they're grafting it onto this this sort of souls template, and it has produced like a fascinating result. Yeah. I mean, you're learning like a like a Muso game. You are learning new bits of your combo, and you can customize your combo, and it's it works, and it's fun, and it's different, and it's exciting. Like I really think when all is said and done. Uh, Neo could be well, like one of my favorite games of the year. Absolutely. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Year that have ha- has had a lot of great games. Yeah, yeah, for Easily. sure, for sure. I hate so. man. Couldn't get enough. I was Couldn't really get impressed with it. Yeah. State. Well, they also gave you like ten hours of stuff. So to do. much to like. Yeah. So long. Yeah. Two Jeez. missions, yeah. side quest. Crazy. It's uh, crazy. We got to move on to the big we, boat. The big boy gotta, of games that we've been talking about. The big boy. Okay. That we were gonna do a separate video about. Yeah, but we thought we should hold it off. Yeah, there's oh, this is a long conversation. Well, let's let's make that the last point. Okay. We'll almost make okay. that its own segment. Okay, let's get Fair through Hubernet. Yeah, let's get through the little guys. If you have little guys, <laughs> little I guys. got I got bricks. But the good thing is I haven't played them that much. Okay, so the conversation won't be long. Okay, I've had the chance to play Battlefield One and Call of Duty. Oh Call boy, of Duty. I've played them both, baby. Okay, so I've played I've played some Battlefield One, mm-hmm. so I feel I feel a little bit connected there, but I don't know what to yeah. expect out of Call of Duty here. I mean, I, outside got, of yeah. outside yeah. of yeah. what to expect, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Uh, feels similar, but with a little more creativity and depth in each encounter. Which, which game are you talking about? about? Call of Duty. Okay. Because okay. I, mean, I don't have much to say about Call of Duty because I was only able to play it for legit like forty minutes. You just played campaign. Multiplayer. Oh, okay. So, there's six classes now. How many were there? There was classes before, right? Uh, in Black one? Ops 3, yeah. But in, okay, so Specialists. The thing, so, the thing in Black Ops 3 is, it didn't really amount to anything, except for one super ability like that okay. each class got. So, really, they were all the same, except for your one move. Mm-hmm. This time, you get six classes. They each have two different specials. Okay. And, they each get... Three different perks. You can choose one special and one perk per six classes. So let me give you an example. 
the Merc class, which is my number one. Giant defensive class, okay? What a surprise. When you're emphasizing when you're emphasizing defense in Call of Duty, you got me on board. Like I'm down for this. It's not all run and gun SMG guys. That's cool, yeah. So there's defensive class, you can choose between this uh Ghostbusters gun, like okay. uh proton. proton cannon, uh or the riot shield. Mm-hmm. When you do the riot shield, it's Reinhardt. Reinhardt mm-hmm. charge barreling do down the hallway. Charge? You charge Barrel down the hall. It's your special. So you only get one shot, but you barrel down this, this shield. You're, like, in, invulnerable. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's really hard to move. Like, Reinhardt's charge, and it's, like, a one-shot kill. Uh, the Ghostbusters gun is cool because it's, like, a battery pack. Mm-hmm. You get a ton of ammo, mm-hmm. and it's just, like, heat-seeking, like, <laughs> suppression. Uh, and then there are perks that can make you regen faster, that give you more ammo. So there's just more nuance with all the classes that set them apart. So there's unique weapons for each class, right? That the only, special. Only that's the it? special. Oh, okay. We're still Call of Duty, get your loadout, mm. you know. But the added depth on top of Black Ops 3, because I wanted that more out of Black Ops 3, other than just like, oh, you got your one move, they've expanded it a little more, which I really appreciate. Uh... There's crafting now. You earn salvage. So, I'm so out. Some, I'm so out. Yeah. So there's some Overwatch. <laughs> there's some Overwatch in it. Now there's some Destiny in there. Uh, you earn salvage per maps. There's four different rarities, like uh, common, rare, super, legendary. Legendary weapons. You are killing yeah, me right yeah, yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is crazy. Legendary weapons have added perks. So they went through, like, the sniper rifle where it was, like, all right, normal is basic. The, the next one up is, like, more ammo. The next one up is enemies are outlined. The next one up is enemies are outlined with less recoil. So there's, like, more stats. Um, yeah. And just, like, different. That's about it. And then it feels like Call of Duty. I mean, there's still the, the movement. Uh, uh, one thing I want to point out randomly was sound. Battlefield has always been best in class to me in uh, sound design. Uh, I feel like Infinite Warfare is closing that gap. The sound was really incredible just right when I started playing. I was like, okay, here we go. This sounds really good. Um, the new mode was cool. It's like a keep away. You get a ball, um, and you can throw it to your partner, uh, but you can't shoot. So it's cool because you can like throw it on the ground, get your gun out, shoot, pick it up. So it's like throw it to your capture the flag. You can pass. Yeah, to people with pass. Really, that cool. sounds like the mode they introduced in Ghost. Uh, the they had one where you would like shoot it into. Yeah. A, this is just keep it. Oh, Hold okay, it. okay. Cool, okay. cool mode. Uh, just a lot of fun because you can bait people, throw it on the ground. You see their whole team come. You shoot <laughs> them in the back. Uh, just some creative stuff, but yeah, exactly what you've come to expect in Call of Duty. If you love, love, love Call of Duty, you will not be disappointed. Uh, as far as the loot goes, um, <laughs> that is going to be a divisive, very, very divisive thing. You're probably going to be able to buy salvage. Again, that's theoretical. I have no idea. My guess would be you buy salvage to craft. Yep. Um, but it just adds more longevity to people. The people that play, the people that are consistent ranking up. Um, but, I just think it's an extra carrot on the stick. But I, I can't really think of a better word for it. Don't you think that's a really lazy way to add longevity? You know? Like, they're just looking at grinding. Destiny and they're looking at other like MMO loot games. No, and, it's like people got in a room and they're yeah. like, well, we gotta make another one of these. Let's put yeah. color-coded loot in. Uh, like, 
But they look different what? too. I mean, there's yeah. that oh, sense yeah. like, of that but, sense of uniqueness mm-hmm. that I love. But it just, I, I think, in a really cynical way, it just yeah. you know, there's there's already a bunch of filling up meters yeah. in that game, and you know, initially that was what set like modern warfare apart is in the, yeah. that sense of progression and, and yeah. these rpg mechanics but now now it's almost like if you're putting in loot and salvaging crafting now it almost feels like like a parody like it does you like well, there are only so yeah. many numbers i'm willing to yeah. fill up yeah. you know what i mean yeah. and ah uh, and then you can choose one of four there's a lot you're leveling up now too uh there's like four groups that you can join and each group what? gives you points based on what you do in the game so some are like join this like warfighter group and get kills to level it up join this one and win matches that leads to unique rewards so sure it might sound discouraging but at the same time like i love unique loot i love being different than other people in games like in world of warcraft i love having different stuff yeah uh this seems like a step in that direction because, you know, when everyone's rolling around with the same gun, the same skin, like, it doesn't mean anything anymore. Well, so I feel it's like interesting maybe... to see how the, how the meta will affect it. You yeah. know, if 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 what if they actually accomplish, like, no, there are going to be a bunch of crazy things yeah. and it'll all be viable. Or if everyone's running around with the same. Yeah, exactly. What I'm, too early to tell. Yeah, what I'm nervous with that is, if, theoretically, if you can buy crafting stuff the salvage the pay yeah pay to win you get better win. stuff i'm nervous about that that's what i'm nervous about seems I'm, like oh, yeah. whatever if you want to customize it and everything that's totally yeah. cool whatever seems yeah. like an easy thing to a little throw a little little micro interaction in there and that is sketchy you but we don't know we don't, we don't know. know sure in a way you you made me think about battlefield one because when i when oh, i think about my, ex- it, my my experience with the battlefield one beta i'm not what i'm not thinking about is like these systems or these mechanics i'm thinking about like that one time i went on a tear on a horse yeah. and like how fun that yes. was and how i'd never done something quite like that before yeah. when i got in with a bunch of random people in this giant tank yeah. and there were five of us in there and we just went from point to point like yeah that's that's what's exciting to me is i exactly. want to have those those moments i don't want it to be so like blocked by these these systems and this artifice that like everybody's just worried about that mm-hmm. rather than having fun in this video game yeah you know? So, I've always been pro-Battlefield my whole life since 1942, and <clears throat> I've been pro-Call of Duty as well since the original on PC. Like, mm-hmm. I don't like when we these games go head-to-head, and it's like some dogfight of, like, this is better, this is better. They're, They're so, so different, different from yeah. each other that I love that they can coexist, and I love playing both. Mm-hmm. Played Battlefield 4, played Call of Duty Black Ops 3, had a grand old time. Not only that, but this time you have, like, complete opposite sides of time and space yes. like yeah exactly World one and in the future they coexist in my world i love them you know but call of duty is still the same core you're still alone in a team game in my opinion uh the defensive stuff is kind of trying to make it more team that, focused but, but it's still i feel like you're if, running and gunning through hallways with your machine gun i feel like it. if they drift too far away from it though exactly their core audience that probably likes that exactly hmm. battlefield one so different mm-hmm. than three and four. Oh my god. I have had like you you need to change your approach. Like oh, this yeah. game is so it's sure the core is there, but like it is a totally different game than four, man. So 
I, I there's something I really want to bring up that oh. I saw online. People were complaining about the the Sinai Desert map. And love okay, map. no, 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 I love it too. And here's what I want to get into. Yeah, is it like, well, I I spawn. I'm just in the middle of this vast open desert. I'm just getting sniped. Mm -hmm. and I'm like. That's beautiful. You don't yeah. understand. Like, <laughs> so, like shooters, yeah. shooters are so afraid to do it. They've yeah. got to give you like your precious little safe spawn point, yeah. and they've got to give you these choke points where this is where we want the action to happen. And it's like, no, you yeah. you're in a war. Yeah. You spawn. Your head gets popped off. Yeah, and it's it, it's this chaos yeah. and it's this fear of like you don't know where you're gonna get shot yeah. that I think really approaches. That 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 feeling of actual warfare in a way that 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 so many shooters don't They're touch, everywhere. and it creates, out of necessity, it creates these moments. Like I I was in this very open, bland part of the desert. There was nothing around, and there was a guy sniping me, and I took a bunch of damage. And then there was a crater, uh, not yeah. a cr there was a crater created jump by a tank, there. that wouldn't have been there in most circumstances. But I had to like jump from crater to crater to yeah. get to this guy to kill him, Heck and yeah. it's like. If you had made it easy on me, or if you'd yeah. made me feel safe right when I spawned, then I wouldn't have had that moment. And I think you know? that freaks a lot of players it out. It freaks them out. Is mm -hmm. that you don't have all the tools at all times to yes. deal with everything at all yes. times. Yeah. Period. Like, you're going to be an anti-tank class. Like, sorry, a sniper's going to get you. Or you're going to be a sniper and a guy with a shotgun's going to roll up on you. Right. Like, you're going to be at a disadvantage. You need to adapt in each situation and kind of choose what you want to do. How cool is it Absolutely. when you're ill-equipped, when, like, a tank comes out of nowhere? It becomes such a threat. Yes. And oh, my God. So a couple of big things I want to talk about before we move on. Notes. I took some notes. Dude, about passion dude, about love Uh Artillery emplacements are way more important than they've ever been, mm -hmm. whether it's a mounted machine gun on a map or mounted artillery on a map. Uh, these things have always been kind of filler. Abandoned. Like, 1942 back in the day had maybe some, like, mounted machine guns at some points that were good, but they are so much more important now because tanks are so dominant uh, that they really help, especially if you're not equipped with anti-tank. Like, getting into these artilleries and using the map strategically to take out tanks... Uh, is a really nice added dimension on the game. Um, like you were saying, getting sniped in the... Just like when you're in the desert. Like, getting from point to point and getting into the city yeah. is a really good feeling because then the snipers are at a disadvantage. Like, going from room to room, getting in there with your machine gun, like these close-quartered environments, it's a completely different dynamic. Uh, and then there's like that cliff area you know yeah what I'm about? i do Where that's a that great canyon, area the that's canyon. a great area mm -hmm. uh there's like so many nooks and crannies within the cliffs for for like sniping opportunities for grenade opportunities there's just like so many areas in there that that's like a whole nother game within itself um, I, I had this moment where uh, there was a guy running up stairs into a building mm -hmm. and i shot at him but i didn't i didn't hit him in time to when he got in the building, I'm like, oh, I'll just throw a grenade up there. Yeah. I threw a grenade, and I blew up the stairs. Yes. And so I made him safe. I couldn't <laughs> get up the stairs to where he was. That's and so I was, cool. it was It was like when I was first, it was my first, like, ten minutes of the beta. I'm yeah. like, oh, yeah, you can do that. Yeah. That's so cool. So cool. Oh, it and was then, just, it was just great. Like, giving you less information as a player, too, spotting was ridiculous ridiculous in three and four mm -hmm. you would spam q in the general vicinity of someone <laughs> spam it they'd be visible this you have to be directly on them in your line of sight 
like do it yeah. and it's still smaller identification uh so it's just like people are a little more hidden in this uh and then just vehicle classes now you can't just get a sniper spawn in a plane fly to a base jump out have your sniper rifle like you become the vehicle mm. class uh so if you're a pilot and you jump out like all you have is your little pistol, pistol. Yeah. you're kind of at a disadvantage and that's cool it's like freaking owen wilson behind enemy lines like this air fighter oh, yeah. <laughs> isn't gonna be <laughs> some crazy like on foot soldier so i just i love it and, and tanks are a threat and i think the like as I've leveled up a little bit and bought, like, the anti-tank and the mines, like, it's become a little bit easier to deal with them. But there's still a threat. Like, you see a tank, you don't have stuff, run. Better run, yeah. Or even, like, th- that's been that's been the case throughout the I franchise. Yeah. Like, I see a tank, peace. Running away, I'll go attack that base instead where this tank isn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the cavalry is incredible, like, saber charge. Uh, it just feels so refreshing from traditional battlefield um which it needs i think yeah i'm just i'm blown away i'm i'm, I'm in love man yeah I, as usual i've never played a bad battlefield hardline was the worst because it wasn't dice uh but it was still an okay game th- this is um, the, f- the first time since battlefield 3 i think that i've been privileged yeah. enough to play it on pc, PC. and i think Somebody else said it best. There are moments that are just incidental and like mundane moments of the match that feel like a set piece. Yeah. Like when that's st- on, on PC, when that storm Swing. kicks up or the plane, like yeah. just the way that it looks and how smooth it's running and mm-hmm. all, like it's. Like being on a horse, riding through the desert, seeing a dogfight happen right yeah. by you, plane explodes down, tank comes rolling over. It's like unmatched and like. It's like it's, your own little movie. And it's infinite. Yeah. Because we play Battlefield. Three and four for like years at a time, still surprised. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Every time you still boot fun. it up, still some dynamic, crazy thing is gonna happen. It's unbelievable. I love it. Do you think it's gonna be off-putting to people? Because you mentioned how like different it it's is. It's unforgiving but in, in a good way. Mm-hmm. Do you think there to be players who are used to the older ones that are gonna be like, "This isn't for me"? Because you already said like, yeah. people are complaining about being sniped in a desert map. Because I'm not spawned in a safe location. Yeah. It was, which is clearly the intention of the game's design. Like, yo, mm-hmm. this yeah. is welcome to war, you know. <laughs> it was a bold move having this the beta map. Uh, because it is, like, it is a sniper's paradise. Long range. Mm. Um, but again, getting into the city feels so good. Like, if you can spawn in there or, like, go around the cliffs and get in there, you're putting the sniper, you're, like, you're getting rid of their advantage. Um, and the glint is still there. Like, you see the sniper glint. And, you know, uh, you can deal with snipers. Just, like, sure, it's frustrating to die by a sniper. It's one of the most frustrating things in a game. I've been there. Like, you spawn, you know, you die, Mm -hmm. you wait a minute, you come back, you're running, you get sniped. Like, dude, that's frustrating, and I get it. But, you know, stick with it, persevere. Like, Mm -hmm. you will get better, but, you know... People have been sniping in Battlefield for a long time, like especially if this is your first time. Like, yeah. there's going to be a big learning curve, but I promise you, you will be rewarded for your efforts. Yeah, and, and snipe back. Like sn- counter sniping is that's a whole nother. There's so many games when you within get in that, games that sniper wolf duel. It's so fun and like picking people off. Yeah, seeing like three guys run by and like picking them off, feel like, feeling like you're Jackson in Saving Private Ryan, having some crazy position, sniping a few guys out, 
then repositioning. Mm-hmm. I love repositioning in Battlefield as a sniper. It's exhilarating and strategic and like running on the move as a sniper you're in the open it's dangerous but then getting to your new location and like okay they don't know i'm here now like so i love I, it <laughs> i i honestly think more than than battlefield hardline four and three mm-hmm. this is deliberately at least from a multiplayer sense based on what we've seen a game that is not for everyone like it is it is going to frustrate Absolutely. certain segments of the FPS base. Yeah. I think it's beautiful. Like yeah. I I, I it's don't It's a slower paced game. You know, I Call of Duty you can die 10 yeah. times but like you're coming back. You're coming back. You're right. playing. You're playing. Right. You're never not like w- playing. You're constantly Right. Just... You might spend 5 minutes yeah. just trying to get somewhere, yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and I I really respect that. There there's mm-hmm. I Playing the Battlefield 1 beta, there were moments where I, I felt like I was back in 1942. And I think, I think it was because of some of the limitations of the weapons and mm-hmm. just, I don't know, there was a feel yeah. to it that I, I haven't pinpointed yet. But And oh, again, it. it's still beta. Like, I always go back to the Battlefield mm-hmm. 3 beta, specifically. That was a moment in time for me when... I just always remember the evolution from beta to launch mm-hmm. and from beta to one month after launch. Like Battlefield 3 changed and got so much better as like just at on. launch to like even a month after. Like, I, you know, Battlefield 1 will be the same. Same difference. Battlefield 4, a little scary. Had a lot of problems. <laughs> had a lot of problems. A lot of technical problems. Yep. Um, you know, who knows if that was because of next gen, PS4, Xbox One, like primary. Um... So, we'll see. Uh, can you tell me, like... So, Yumi played it at E3. Mm-hmm. Can you tell me anything no- you notice that's changed since then, if anything is? I mean, playing at E3 on a controller... Yeah, besides like, that, we played on Xbox. Um, and we played that awesome map. That was a great map. I'm surprised they didn't have that map in the video. I would thought that map would have been a safer bet yeah. if they wanted to bring in more new players or I guess something yeah. like that. This is like the hardcore This map is for map, like the, the old school fans. It is like. hardcore. You like... I, like jumping in, dude, I was blown away. Oh, I yeah. I was like, whoa, okay. But it's, oh, it's kind of beautiful. Like you, you spawn and yeah. there's nothing but like flat desert. Yeah. You see a horde of enemy guys yeah. like 10 miles away yeah. and you're like, they're there. I think they're right there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy. Uh, guys. Oh, th- no, this has been a great, great conversation. Great, yeah. uh, we're going to move on. I think for the most part, I've pretty much been playing what, what you guys have been playing. So I'm, I'm going to skip myself and we're going to go into uh, a general discussion of World of Warcraft Legion. Uh, because saddle up, Damiani. We, we all, <laughs> yeah, poor Damiani. I feel like we are touching on a lot of things that you just can't come on for one reason or another, which is definitely frustrating. So I'll I'll try to be a little bit better about looping you in. Um, but World of Warcraft Legion, and I think we need to preface this conversation a little bit because we are all big WoW players, except for Damiani, who has played a substantial amount of WoW. So, you know, he has some experience, but, you know, Brad, Huber, and myself, we've played every expansion, Fat Max level characters, we've done the, like, you know, we, we're experienced with this game. It has been important in our lives. And I think since Cataclysm, for us, there's been a feeling that the magic is gone. Yeah. And there, there have been moments where it kind of feels like it's back and you try to hold on to it super desperately, 
but it's just not the same. And it, it's become kind of like every other game where you, you pick it up for a month and you put it back down mm-hmm. until the next big piece of content comes out. And uh, I'm not going to speak for you guys, but, and maybe this is just because of the hype of the new expansion, that doesn't seem to be the case here. There's no. something different. There's something better about this that that just feels more impressive and remarkable than WoW has been since probably Wrath of the Lich King. Do you guys agree with that? I 100% agree. Yeah, from what I've played so far. Like, for example, leveling, this has been one of the best leveling experiences I think I've had mm-hmm. in a WoW expansion. There's like a way... They, they've made exploration more fun. Oh my god, yes. Like yeah. times 10. Uh, it's just like finding a cave has become magical again. I never thought they could do it. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I'm just running around doing my thing. What's this cave in here? Oh, yeah. fight this named creature. That drops some things. There's a treasure chest. And it's. I think a lot of it is because of the artifact weapons. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. feels rewarding. Power. You go in a cave and you'll find like a chest with artifact power. Mm-hmm. And at least in the early goings, you know, I'm only like 103, 104. It's like that artifact power is pretty hard to come by. Yeah. And getting that stuff feels impactful. Totally. You have these sort of incidental moments that you don't... At this point, you don't expect out of World of Warcraft, which is weird, because I feel like back in the day, this is what World of Warcraft was about. But, like, I went into this cave, and there were these giant statues, and there was a chest in the middle, and there were, like, these laser beams going back and forth. And I was like, well, okay, I'm just going to dodge these laser beams. I'm going to go to the chest. And there was no quest here, nothing like that. I open the chest, and these two statues come to life. And so I had to fight these two giant stone ladies while I'm dodging these lasers and then I get I get a reward at the end. It was just something that mm-hmm. I happened to stumble upon. And I'm sure a bunch of people have experienced that, but because of how it's packaged, it feels special to you. And that's something that I want to talk about with the artifact weapon, uh, with the class halls as well, because mm-hmm. I, think, I think those kind of uh, have the same qualities. But Brad, as somebody who is already level cap... That's who, right. Who <laughs> That's right. has maybe played more WoW than all of us? Uh, we'd have to we'd have to talk about that. But what mm-hmm. what do you think now that you're you're at the end? I mean, I'm still learning new stuff. There's still stuff I have to do story wise. Like you hit 110, whole new zone opens up with story stuff within it. Like they send you there, and I just kind of got there and I'm just learning everything. Like new stuff to open up in my class hall, all these new features. So I'm like trying to wrap my head around all of this right now because you know it's like the Wild West. People are still learning everything yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. But I've been very pleased so far with what I've gone through. Mm-hmm. I've just been like, oh, I don't want to do this kind of thing like that. Yeah, I'm always like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what did we say? Like, when we were playing uh, 14 when Jones levels up or whatever. That oh. you say, give me that uh, dopamine. Dopamine. <laughs> That's what I feel like when I get artifact power. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, give me that dopamine. Yeah. That artifact weapon like that. Oh yeah. Uh, there's se- there's a sense of community right now too that feels really nice. There is. Um, you know, I'm just fighting a, like a mini boss, and all of a sudden I'm getting healed, and I look over, and like 30 yards away, there's just this druid like healing yeah, me for like, no reason. Yeah. And then, <laughs> just like crazy story. It's, it's just, I just speaking in for MMOs in general, just the magic of community. Mm-hmm. Uh, sure, it can be toxic and pretty scary, but you know, it can be so magical and awesome. Like. I'm just running around the world and like this guy's on my group, but he's like general chat or like speaking. To, like so, like the bubble comes up his head, and like the skeleton comes up, and I just see him say like, "You suck, scrub," to like the skeleton, and he like this guy's talking. He's like, "Bring it!" <laughs> and he like charges him. It's just like so funny. 
that you I know. I love those moments. Yeah, absolutely. And I he love just those like waves too. goodbye and like runs off the other direction. <laughs> like, I, I feel like <laughs> Legion is actually giving players something to share in a way mm-hmm. that they haven't in forever. Like in like. I, just because it's the freshest in my mind, uh, like going back to World of Legends, it, it, it's just like, nope. All right, here's the story we're going to tell. Here are the zones that we're giving you. You're going to go through those zones in this order. This is what you're going to see. All right, great. And it was it was well constructed. They, they did some great things there. But in Legion, it's like, nope. You can go wherever you want. It's going to yeah. scale to you. And so uh, you have these moments, like in, in Guild Chat or just even in general chat, where people are like oh man, I saw this really, really cool thing. And because you didn't choose that moment, because you're not going on the same path that they did, mm-hmm. you you have something to look forward to. And I think that's even more true with artifact weapons and class halls and the quests associated because I have, I've, I've never played a druid. I've never played a rogue, you know? And people, druids and rogues are telling me about their class halls and how much yeah. they love them. And I feel like they have something special that I don't, have. I mean, no, because it's for them. Like, and it's that's for the them. beauty of the class halls. Right. Like, I'm a lifetime warrior. Right. These warrior quests, I'm going to freaking Valhalla. Right. Fighting with Vikings. Like, perfect. And I'm sure, like, you know, the rogues doing some sneaky. Dude, tricks. I snuck into Stormwind. Yeah. 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 Like, they are designed for the player playing the class. And it's like they get it. They understand why people play mm-hmm. certain classes. And all of these class missions are just. Perfect, but mm-hmm. but I, I feel like there's this this sort of like pride and self worth that you didn't yeah. feel since the there's early days of like being Alliance or Horde. Yeah, where like no, I am this thing. Whereas I feel like wow, for the longest time, you could remove all of the classes and the specializations. You could pretty much just divvy up everybody. Like okay, you're a tank, you're a healer, mm-hmm. you're a DPS, and it didn't it didn't matter really beyond yeah. that. Um, and I think that distinction is just so awesome. Like, yeah. I really want to like play all of the classes yeah. just to see the story. That you yeah, they've been good yeah. stories. Just man. going to Valhalla. I don't know what exactly, but it's basically Valhalla. It yeah. reminds me <laughs> of uh, Diablo three a lot. Uh huh. Just like this location. I feel mm-hmm. like the Diablo three team was like heavily. <laughs> <laughs> on Legion, I just like get this one zone. Yeah, I'm getting a lot of like Diablo vibes, but just like being in that zone and seeing all of the warriors, there's that bond. Yeah, it's like I respect all Dude, of you. Here speaking right of now. zones, <laughs> speaking of zones, some really great zones and this expansion so far, man. It, mm-hmm. I get into this fight with Jones sometimes, and I, I've said it myself, but like. Anybody that says World of Warcraft is a bad-looking game hasn't played Legion. Like, yeah. there are there are zones in there. I, I just I don't like the aesthetic. Oh, I, I think that's I, a different I, I thing. Right? Yeah. We're coming on the technical gotcha. part of WoW. I mean, you could tell it's an old game though. You can but you it can still tell it's an old looks game. Really good. But but there are moments yeah. in Legion. There are just buildings that I just marvel at mm-hmm. for the oh, sake yeah. of of what they look it's like. Lizard, like man. it's just. Oh, it's incredible. Uh, Damiani, I have to ask, I really, I'm very genuinely curious about your impression on this. You are a Final Fantasy XIV expert. Like, you... The expert. You're the expert in Final Fantasy XIV. No one has been more hardcore about an MMO than you have in Final Fantasy XIV. I respect that, because you you really know what you're talking about. Uh, I'm sure people have been talking about Legion in Final Fantasy XIV. What has kind of been the impression on the other side, and what, what are your feelings just sort of 
about that conversation? So, I mean, the most that's really come up um, is just people saying, usually there is a period where people leave 14. This happened the very beginning of 14, I think, as well, because I'm trying to remember when the last expansion came mm-hmm. out for WoW as well. I think it was around the... It's 2014? Two years ago. Yeah, yeah, there was like that. There was that as well. Um, so a lot, there are people who have jumped to go play WoW um, just because they've heard very positive things. I haven't heard anything negative about it at Legion at all. Mm-hmm. It, everyone who's touched it seems to be pretty positive. The vibe seems really good about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, everyone seems like they're having a good time. I think it's more the longevity is the question. Sure. Like most people who switch from – because 14 kind of in a, a downtime right now. The next con- major update isn't coming until the end of this month. So everyone's like, oh, we're going to go play Legion. Mm-hmm. You know, people play WoW. The expectations that they're going to come back at the end of the month, like they're going to play WoW for a month, they're going to come back, mm-hmm. because all I keep hearing about is WoW is notorious for their content droughts. They'll have a big expansion come out, it'll last Changing, you, baby. it'll last you a month or two, and then there's just like this drought for anywhere from like a year or more or something to like the next mm-hmm. major update. Yeah. Whereas I don't, I can only speak about WoW and I can only speak about fourteen. I don't know how other MMOs do it, but fourteen elects to do. Uh, pretty decent updates every 3.5 to 4 months. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You get like new dungeons, new boss stuff. We've gone over this before. There isn't so much the drought is kind of like not as like harsh. Mm-hmm. You don't feel it as badly as you do I think is people who are used to playing. Well, Draenor was the legendary yeah. drought. There yeah, was okay. just nothing. Horrible. And, yeah, that and one was hearing horrible. Blizzard talk about that and being so open about it and saying, "Yo, Draenor, we screwed up. We didn't have a lot of stuff after it. There was just such a drought." They are they had the the first huge content patch trailer before Legion launched. Yeah. So there's already a huge one coming, which means they're probably already working on the next one. Nice. Uh, I think they're definitely proactive. They're definitely ahead of the schedule and are... are they know, better be after it's, last Yeah, time. it seems like they're committed to giving stuff every couple months. The, the, the one thing that I'm seeing directly being discussed in 14 right now... And you sort of touched upon about like looking like being unique mm-hmm. your character. You don't want mm-hmm. you're talking about earlier in the, the the podcast about like yeah. man, I don't want everyone looking like the same skin, mm-hmm. same weapon. You're talking about a different genre, but like in MMOs, it's also an issue. Yeah. So the the artifact stuff that I guess I don't know if it's n- totally new in Legion how they're doing it, but it's something, totally new. Something about how you can make your your artifact weapon look completely unique visually. Yep. I don't know about the stats and stuff, but no. the visually yes. it can look different from anyone yes. else's or something. I don't know to what extent. And people in fourteen right now, we we have relics, artifact weapons. The stats, the stats can be unique. We can tailor the stats at, at certain phases. We can tell it to have more of this stat than another stat because that that's the most diversity we get in a playstyle. Mm-hmm. Um, but we can't make them look any different other than dyeing the color. That's like mm-hmm. that's like the most customization you get in fourteen mm-hmm. is dyeing color. You don't get to choose the visual uh, appearance of your weapon in any form. So a lot of fourteen people are talking about wow, like. The development team in 14 should take a look at this. Come expansion time, the next artifact relic weapon quest should have a little bit of that where you can customize the look of it. It's super neat, Damiani. It's like any item you collect, any armor or weapon you collect gets added to your just collection. Okay. So you can sell it, delete it, whatever. It'll always be in your collection. So then you go to a person and you're like, I want it to look like this or whatever because I've collected this in the past. So it'll be just like pages and pages of say like a, a headpiece or something. Mm-hmm. It's like here's all the headpieces you've collected over the years, oh, and you have okay. here's like your collection of you know your book collection. Here's what I have. Here's what I don't have. I want it to look like this. Okay, I gotta make one quick question. Besides from dying, you can uh, 
you call it transmorging yeah. or whatever, but in 14 it's called glamoring. You can take an existing weapon, the whole appearance, mm-hmm. and replace your current one with that look. Cool. They can't customize parts of it whatsoever. Mm-hmm. So like if I have like a, a staff that like just looks like a Gandalf rod, but then I have one that looks mm-hmm. like a like a swan bird or something, mm-hmm. I can tell you know it to look like that, but retain the stats of the better thing. Mm-hmm. The only restriction is uh, you can't make something look like a higher level. So if I have a level 100 weapon, I can't make it look like the 130 weapon. I can make the 130 weapon look Mm. like the 100 or something. That's a weird rule. I don't know if they need to probably relax that. It's a a little strange, but... The only complaint I have about Legion is a personal issue. Oh. It's a personal problem that I'm sure not many people have. It's fine. But uh, as a warrior, there's the artifact... Weapons. Uh, <laughs> this is a very funny and problem. And <laughs> the arms, fury, and protection spec each has a different one. Protection, it's a sword and shield. Mm-hmm. Fury is two swords. Arm, arms is one two-handed sword. Okay. I don't like swords. I like axes. Uh-huh. You know, it's a personal issue, but it's like for me to get attached to this weapon, like I understand that it's part of the lore and the story. There's really no other way to do it, but it's like, you know... World of Warcraft's always been about like self-expression and all that, and the yeah. trans. Like I, I made the sword look like one of my favorite axes, <laughs> but that, it's still kind of weird sure, sure, that sure. like it's about a lore legendary sword, mm-hmm. but it's like this axe of hash. It's a personal <laughs> issue. Yeah, I wish. I, uh, I, think I wish there's maybe, some validity to that. Actually, yeah, like yeah. I wish if sure there's this artifact sword. I wish maybe you could. There's an axe version of it. Yeah, I wish there was a like an axe or a mace or something version of right. sure. each. Like mm-hmm. it's weird that death knights. Are I could see that class coming. in the game that have an artifact axe. Only class. Sure, that's, that's right. right. So, that's right. Slower. Brad, you mentioned something. But earlier. I made it an axe, and it was it was no problem. No, it's it's <laughs> it's. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. sorry you, 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 you guys finished. Like, Sorry. No, it's just I I love this because it's a it's a playstyle thing. Mm-hmm. Whereas, it, it just speaks to how you enjoy things. Where yeah. you are like, motherfucker, I am a warrior for life. Yeah. You yeah. can bury me with yeah. the warrior symbol on my grave. That is the class yeah. that I play, and I am an orc. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But that's I'm it. An orc that's with an axe, and I'm riding a bear. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, I I respect that. Yes. I get it. And, but it's just so different from where I'm like, oh, Death Knight gets the axe. Well, I want to go and make a Death Knight and then go get the axe. Like, I want to try everything and do <laughs> yeah. everything and be everything yeah. and love everything. And uh, it's it's so interesting. Yeah, humor definitely has that, his own unique perspective. That different Which perspective. I, did. I dig it. Yeah, I dig it too. Uh, what were you going to say? So you mentioned about leveling. Mm-hmm. You said, like, it like was better. Or it fl- scales. Like, everything scales now. Okay, so that's always been, like, the thing that annoys me the most in, like, MMOs, mm-hmm. especially 14, is just the level grind. Mm-hmm. So, is that like, is the grinding part of it feel like any better? Like, did they give, did they give you more the quests, options? Like, the quests feel a lot better. Okay. So, like, you could, when you start, you get to pick like four, four or five zones you want to go to. And you could, like, look at the zones and be like, oh, I don't like the way that looks or the vibe of it. Like, I'm going to go to that zone instead. What so, if, so even at your current level, like, you start, you start at a new, Yes. Oh, wow. So, like, each, like, for this expansion, this is like new quote-unquote starter zones for the expansion yeah but what level you're at so we were at what level 100 or yeah something? you start 100 but you can go to anyone you want and you get to so pick where you the, start yes the bro- oh, yeah. so you get to okay. pick where you go so the story yeah. doesn't dictate correct there's yeah. story elements in every one 
Okay, yeah. that's that's pretty cool. I, sorry, fourteen is so linear. Like yeah, that oh, you, I love because they're so focused on you need to experience the story <laughs> mm-hmm. that you have to go to X zones in yeah. order or whatever, sort of. But it's pretty crazy how they've made it seem like you can go anywhere, but it's the story still feels like I, like I'm a war like the whole class class quest and warrior quest and all this and going to different locations. It feels like it's this giant linear story but it's not like they've made it all seem seamless so yeah i think i think one of the most commendable things about the expansion is you have all these different areas you can choose which order you want to go through them in they they've managed to find this near perfect balance of each place has its own identity its own problems Mm -hmm. and its own story that you can get involved in do you want to help this Torin tribe like Fuck yes, Torrens are back in a big way. I love it. Yeah. Uh, you can help this Torrin tribe that that is, you know, being attacked by this this race that's been corrupted. Or you can go help these ancient warriors and do yeah. these trials. And so you feel like you're kind of going through these stories, uh, these micro stories, but they always connect on a macro level. And you always feel like you're progressing a little bit against this ultimate fight mm-hmm. against the Burning Legion. And so... It doesn't. It doesn't just feel like you're doing these sectioned off things. You get the satisfaction of that while also continually progressing in a bigger fight. And I think that's really. really and it cool. feels just higher stakes. Like Drenor was Shrek. It was Shrek Four, alternate timeline. And I understand that like the alternate timeline kind of warps back into the main timeline, yeah. and you're like changing the past <laughs> to change the future. Like I get it, yeah. but it still didn't feel that important like i know gul'dan was like messing around with all the the shit well, or whatever it's alternate gul'dan yeah and now, real, the, now, the yeah. original gul'dan yeah. is, is dead see yeah, yeah. And but that, it's still him he's still in this but one. he's yeah. in like yeah. the he's normal here, yeah. area oh yeah he's still puppet master yeah. yeah so it just feels better to be back in the main timeline and not in some well, weird alternate yeah, I mean, totally. I, I'm, I'm with you 100% because, like, in Warcraft 3, it is very clear, hey, whatever is going on between the Alliance and the Horde and the Night Elves and the, the Forsaken, like, the real baddie is the undead. Mm-hmm. Or not the undead, I'm sorry. The real baddie is the Burning Legion. Yeah. And it just feels like every expansion, we're kind of not dealing with the ultimate threat. Like, yeah. they're there doing things, but it's like, all right, and now we got to deal with Deathwing, and now we got to go to Pandaria. And it, no, it's like, now... We are, they are invading Azeroth, and we have to fight them. Yeah. Again. You know? um, and I think, I totally agree with you that I, yeah. the, the stakes feel high. And I was nervous, yeah, when it was Illidan again. It was like, again, dude? Illidan? Yeah, like, when they said Legion, I was like, fuck, yeah. again? I, it, like, but I they, actually don't think the Illidan stuff has been that There's gr- more. Yeah, yeah, see, that's why I like it, too, because it's such a slow reveal and a slow okay. pace to it, whereas, like, Drenor, it was like, Maybe remember, remember this guy, remember this, oh, this guy, this guy, shoving it down your throat. Uh-huh. This is like, yo, Illidan's around, like, you're not gonna really see him. But he's around. I just, and maybe this is unfair because I haven't seen the payoff in the game itself, but bringing back a character like Illidan, what, it, not just in WoW in any game, I'm always like, okay, like, I put so much emotion and energy into caring about this at a specific point in time, and then we move past that, mm-hmm. and you're bringing it back again. I can't just recycle those feelings, yeah. you know? And so I, I think it can be done effectively, but it's just, it's hard, you know, yeah. to be like, you are not prepared, and like, that doesn't mean anything to me now, you know? Yeah. So. I, uh, I do have something that someone brought up in, mm. in 14 that, uh, to all three of you, uh, might be an interesting discussion uh, about... Re- I don't know how well you know, like you do endgame stuff in, in WoW, 
but a lot of people who are play WoW during 14 right now are, are complaining because the 14 people are discussing about going this direction in the future as well about reducing the complexity of your your rotations because yeah. they think it's too difficult uh, especially when it comes to raiding that there's already enough mechanics you have to worry about in raiding that you shouldn't need to be worrying so much about a super complex rotation especially for DPS mm -hmm. because it just adds a whole another layer and I think that's what's turning people off from raiding in general so people are telling me in 14 that WoW has dumbed down basically its skill set. Like I don't think they've the, dumbed the, the it jo down. The joke, the joke I think they've made it leaner. Like I think they've made each move more important, and it, you still have to kind of choose. They've trimmed fat. Like they've yeah. trimmed the fat. You still are like you still have a choice between a couple like moves in each situation, especially when tanking. Like I'm messing around with protection. Like there are like do you want to burn all your rage on execute? Do you want to save it for? you know shockwave it's like there are there's still some nuance there and i just feel like there were so many unused unnecessary moves it was just such a hassle that it's way more leaner and better now so i i think it's a, a bit of a double-edged sword and i i think both both camps are right i think the people that are like if you ever take a skill away from me ever it's wrong i don't i don't believe that you know i i i think you can like remove complexity that's there for the sake of complexity while still keeping depth. I think that's that's totally a thing you can do. But I have heard specifically from hunters that that certain aspects of the class are just not as fun. Like well, they, they, always they, roll your face on the keyboard. Right, right. But I'm saying I I, I do think there can be <laughs> Hearthstone Karma. <laughs> I don't agree with any of that. But uh, one thing I was no, but I'm just saying I, I don't think it's right to be like okay, just because they are trimming the fat and they're successful in most cases doesn't mean they're successful in all cases. One thing Face. I want to bring up though is right. a thing okay. that's different from WoW is right. especially for you because you play WoW Fantasy. There is only like one thing with your class. That's it. But with this, there's like different specs for your class. And like each spec has a different move where you oh, play. Oh, wow. yeah, 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 like yeah. you'll play that class differently. Like for example, I have rogue. Like one, I use swords and I use a pistol in it, but I don't have it anywhere else. And I play completely different than how I'd play like in subtlety or assassination. Yeah, I, yeah, I get that. Like I don't think it, I don't think it's necessarily the complex the complex like way you can spec. Yeah. I think it's just the basic rotations, like what you do for optimal DPS. <clears throat> People are complaining it's been watered down, and it's like the the joke is one two three. Like you push one two three, one two three, one two three over and over again, and that's basically all that you do. And some people are lamenting that like, hey, because too they want to appeal to too many like casual players, they've ruined a system that, albeit a minority, really enjoyed about like playing higher level WoW. Mm -hmm. I just like, think well, it's I think it's too early to tell. I think the Legion raid isn't even out yet. I think people that, haven't really dug into PvP to kind yeah. of make these generalized statements. Yeah. Uh, because when you hit 110, you start learning uh, talents for PvP. Mm -hmm. You start. Do you learn any moves on those honor yeah. talents? Oh yeah. There's yeah. You moves. learn more moves through that. I and, agree like, with. No one is like I'm sure people have maxed out honor talents, but still, there's so much more that like not a lot of people have. I, I think one way or the other, it's hard to tell though. Yeah. You know, like we, how people feel about the total reworking will be solidified in a month you know yeah. or two months or whatever yeah. it is how is pvp real quick in like, wow has it stole a huge <laughs> I, I just not at the so pvp much point. better than 14 yeah no, Holy actually, shit. that's, that's <laughs> not hard to, that's blood. not hard to do but like yeah is like in compared to previous wow yeah previous wow expansions like is it still like um the new i haven't really done anything like at 110 yet because okay. I, I like just hit it but yeah, from what i did at the pre-patch i was like okay i kind of like the way this is going like there's certain moves 
but you can only do in PvP, which will be easier to balance with PvE and PvP and stuff like that. There, there is something I want to say as a, as a point of comparison to 14 that that has been really, really nice because b- before Legion, that's what the, the big MMO is playing primarily. I feel like in 14, just because of the way that that game is designed with the global quick cooldowns, I would like hit a button, wait, hit a button, wait, hit a button. Whereas like I'm playing Demon Hunter and I know some people don't like this style, but for me, it's been really fun where it's like, I have so many buttons to hit all the time and they yeah. all do crazy yeah. shit and it's just like I yeah. feel like I'm like almost playing that. Diablo or something where yeah. it's like boom 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 like every single fight and I'm like I'm back flipping and I'm like yeah. shooting laser beams out of my eyes and it's just it's just a little bit more I, I, I think you Arcane. get more immediate satisfaction uh, WoW is definitely more faster paced with, yeah. with its GCD timers and stuff like yeah. 14 is very specific in that but I mean one thing to 14 does have like PvP specific moves yeah, as well, yeah, 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 like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, like yeah, if you try like you try and play real PvP without PvP PvP's, moves, you're yeah. gonna get like wrecked and stuff. That's about like the only nice thing to say about 14 just, PvP. But like it's so the fact that it doesn't have world PvP really drives me insane. Like I've always been en- like jealous that like, for, like that WoW that. has that. Yeah. And they keep teasing like, "Yo, we're gonna have a PvP server coming next expansion." I'm like, "Can you just make it happen now and like just start balancing it?" Like. Things that go wrong just the, start... The glory days of Terran Mill are long gone. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But I've heard of Terran Mill. every time, every two years, when we are gifted with a new expansion, <laughs> those first two or three weeks, when you're in the wild and people are leveling up and you're getting in encounters, some alliance scum stealths and stabs you in the back and then you fend him off and spit on his corpse... Yeah, you can make it way more personal. Nothing like it. It's real fun. Yeah. Uh, I, I miss that tension. That yeah. tension. Yeah, seems 14 is just like, if you you're want comfortable. It. I feel comfortable. Like, like, safe. Just yeah. have, you can just have PVE servers for people who just do yeah. not want World just PvE. Give people I never understood that. I think they're doing it from a lore side or whatever because you're all supposed to team up. To Dude, every, it, it, yeah, I'm sorry. Like, the, I, I think that's always just. always been like that and it's annoying. Like, I, I think it's Eastern versus Western design and yeah for sure it is yeah they said that they don't want people stressing out about when they're leveling up just have different servers man yeah but it's like yeah let people opt into that like it's their own decision who you know they picked it they know what they're getting into come on yeah uh i never asked for this i i could talk about leisure for the rest of the podcast but i think i think we gotta move on yeah we're already running forgot talking about dsx oh well next time next time next time next time maybe i'll play it by then uh it's time for this week's Hotake! And uh, I I had like five different potential Hotakis for today, but I thought I would do something a little bit different. I'm not going to make a game out of it. Instead, I'm just going to introduce a topic, and I want to see, I want to gauge the panel's opinions on it. And it's not about an event, it's not about upcoming releases, it's, it's, it's about something that has happened, okay. uh, in a general sense. And so, we've got... Sorry, I gotta make notes for Don. Notes for Don. Um, I remember growing up, how I played video games and how I consumed video games and how I thought about video games, just how I engaged with the whole thing uh, is very, very different than it is today. And I think the primary reason for that, there are two things. I think it's Twitch and I think it's YouTube. You know, it has just changed the game completely. How you learn about video games is different how you enjoy video games is different um and i think it's been 
both an extremely positive and extremely negative thing. And there are two points I want to touch on before I let you guys run loose with it. Uh, the the biggest benefit, in my opinion, is is the community. Mm-hmm. There are you are just more aware of others because of the interconnectedness, and I think that has created really really strong communities that wouldn't otherwise be possible. It's also raised awareness for things that I think were not getting the attention they deserved. I think speed running is a is a go to example for that. Um, but I, I think maybe one of the negatives, and we touched on this earlier, is sometimes it feels like a race to the bottom. You know, it's it's really dis- like discomforting to me where I, when I haven't finished a game and a week later it feels like I already missed the boat, like yep. the entire world has moved on. Yeah. And I, I, I just think the amount of information that is available at all times uh, kind of takes away from the specialness of, of you getting to, to be absorbed. We were just talking about it with souls. Yeah, we were just talking about it with souls. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, I am repeating myself a little bit there, but I I, I wanted to know, you know, as people that stream, as people that put things on YouTube, as people that consume that stuff, how has it affected you personally? Hmm. Uh, For streaming, though, like, for example, I didn't stream Dark Souls 3. When it came out, I was like, this is is for me. I'm doing this by myself. I want to experience it this way, so I will not stream it. Mm-hmm. that's like one way I'd deal with it or if like I won't look at anything like Mike does yeah no I'm not gonna look at anything on the internet I'm cool yeah. mm-hmm. until I am complete with this thing so I yeah. don't let you, just, you can't let people ruin things for you with the biggest games for me yeah case in point Phantom Pain I try to turn it all off mm. until I finish the game completely I remove myself from the world media blackout turn the internet off turn the tv off lock the doors and go in seclusion until i finish a game um can only do that with the most extreme circumstances though like you know it's like it's such a such a crazy topic man jesus really really getting nuts here it is it is (laughs) it's 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 big and so uh, i'll I'll throw some things in there to to hopefully help guide it because like resident evil 7 you know Resident Evil 7 demo comes out, and, yeah. you know, I media blackout, of course, finish it, do my thing, but then I come back into the world, and it's just negativity coming, yeah. coming flying. So you can't this, it, and you, you feel wrong for being positive yeah. about it, and that's, that's so weird. Yeah. Um, another facet of this that I, I want to bring up that is not directly related to YouTube and Twitch, but I think can also be applied to them, is, like, I, uh, I play a lot of Hearthstone, okay, and... <laughs> There's this site, Tempo Storm, they come out with the meta snapshot where they say, all right, these are the best decks, tier one, tier two, tier three, tier four. Um, you, I also play a lot of Heroes of the Storm. This, is, this can be applied to Heroes of the Storm as well. But uh, the minute, the minute that snapshot comes out and I go on ladder, it is like card for card. You just took that from this report. It's like... You know, in, in some ways, not everybody has a lot of time to like go and make their own decks experiment. I, I I understand that, but I feel like it it makes it so I know exactly what I'm playing at all times. Yeah, and it's just it it just kind of robs some of the magic. Out of so it, you know? I know this is like extremely hard to do. I'm glad you brought up Hearthstone, Blizzard, the meta, right? Mm-hmm. A couple days ago. Starcraft 2 released their newest patch notes. Every unit, every class changed. Completely changed, right? And, like, 
I feel like they have not taken enough risks, and now that the all the expansions are out, the game is out, it's like almost a dead game, basically, StarCraft 2, they're able to take these huge risks, and I feel like if we could get into a mindset or a mode where, like, you just take these huge risks and change the games, the meta wouldn't be as hard to lock down. Mm. Like, Hearthstone, I feel like, takes so long to make a simple change. Yeah, Whereas does. now, like, this StarCraft 2 expansion, or this StarCraft 2 patch comes out, and it's like, all right, full refresh, here we go again. Like, sure, it'll only be a matter of time before that meta's <laughs> figured out, but, like, it just them showing those notes was super refreshing, and I think it is a, is a st- kind of statement on yeah you know fatigue and meta yeah yeah that's that's a really interesting point it's a bold I, move definitely i think <laughs> you know not to drill this in on hearthstone but you're, you're absolutely right where other blizzard games are better at iterating quickly and and making things more exciting more of the time and hearthstone like it's so obvious sometimes when things are not tuned properly yeah. and it's just like you you may have to wait a year for that to be fixed and it's very frustrating and any game that happens it's it sounds like a lot of these problems come for games that are competitive online mm-hmm. like for sing- or for example like a single player game you can ignore these things if you don't want to it's see easier. it it's easier it's easier to handle that. like I don't want to see this or blah 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 but if you're playing online mm-hmm. you could be potentially playing the same thing over yeah. and over mm-hmm. and over and over again Yeah, which could build the experience for you it's just hard because if you really want it to be pure I'm going to use the word pure because if you want your playthrough to be pure and untainted, you have to dodge. It's up to you. So It's so hard. Like, even Full Media Blackout with Phantom Pain. Like, there's some stuff that just slips through the cracks. And it's like, I gotta put my whole life on hold to do that. Like, it takes right. all of my energy, all of my effort to get rid of all the noise to just be able to play a game without any outside opinion affecting that. Uh, because leading up to the game, months in advance, you hear things, you know, oh my god, something for 15 just came out that's so frustrating, and it was headlines everywhere, and that game's so far away, and it was about yeah. the pace of the game that I will not share here if you manage to dodge it, but it was like, oh cool, spoiler, like, yeah. now I'm expecting something when i'm going through that game now i now i can kind of like put it together and you know the the surprise and the mystery is lessened i i also think there's a very dangerous dogpiling effect that that has really scared me and, and disgusted me in some instances and i, I think a good example of that I love when you're disgusted. is uh is no man's sky uh no man's sky absolutely 110 percent deserves to be called out for its bullshit it deserves to be People, I, it makes sense that people are angry about it. I think those are all understandable things that could be presented in a clear, constructive way. But there have been approximately one million YouTube videos <laughs> that are not constructive, that are just using aggressive, violent, like, dangerous language yeah. to, to, like... If I was Shamari, I wouldn't feel safe. Like, like there's there's a point where yeah. we're not criticizing a game, we're not criticizing a product, we're not, you know, being smart consumers. We're just spreading hate. Mm-hmm. There's a difference there. Yeah, I'm not defending No Man's Sky. I'm not saying, oh, you know, let's play nice. No, be angry about it. Be vocal about it. But, but 
you don't ever need to tell people to kill themselves. You know what I mean? Like, like we so quickly uh, crossed that line on the internet. And I, I think these avenues have, have made it even worse where, like, if we don't like something, if we're angry about something... It's hate. It's, it becomes hate. Hate. And I, I think that's... I think that is wrong. Mm-hmm. I really believe that that is objectively wrong and not healthy and it's it's so frustrating as as somebody who is responsible for putting their opinion out there on things if someone if someone disagrees with you it's not just a disagreement it is a well you said that thing about that one product so i hate you and it's just there's no we either we are either absolutely in love with something and can't shut up about it or we absolutely hate something and can't shut up about it and just this this lack of a middle ground yeah. is so frustrating. That goes into yeah. uh, comparing games, you know? I, I It's the same thing to a little lesser extent where it's like, you know, new game comes out. Well, it's not as good as this one, so it sucks. <laughs> so it's trash. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. new Zelda comes out? Well, it's not Ocarina of Time, so it sucks. And it's like, they can... Coexist, coexist right. you know. Right. It's like Battlefield, Call of Duty. They can coexist. Like I am Battlefield for life, but like, and I prefer it. I love it infinitely more than I do Call of Duty. But they can coexist. Like Call of Duty's cool. I'm down. Yeah. Like let's group up, kill some dudes, go through that campaign. Like feels, I love it. It feels like all this kind of contributes to like there is a, a definitive or quote unquote right answer right. In the mentality yeah. of a in the court yeah. of opinion. Where, you know, we all know better as mature, you know, adults, you know, opinions are opinions. There is no necessarily right or wrong one. Mm -hmm. But it feels like with everything you've mentioned, especially, you know, the new, like, Twitch, YouTube, and, like, where gaming culture's kind of gone. Mm -hmm. There, it's not just, like, a race to the bottom. It's also a race to, like, the definitive opinion. Yeah. Um, This, and if you don't go by this opinion, you're in the minority. You're viewed as, like, you're actually wrong. Which is why I think so much, like, hate is spewed at people who take those stances because like how dare you go against like what's perceived as like the de facto answer like yeah. right now like if you don't like no man's guy it's it's a broken piece of trash if you say anything other than this you would try and tell me there's a redeeming quality about this you try and tell me that you know they didn't lie about one thing you, screw you man like you're just like wrong like you should go like kill yourself and stuff it's like that's like that's what it gets down to it's like yeah. wow really like and there are some people who actually despite its flaws can enjoy that game I'm not saying it's me but there are people I know who yeah. enjoy the game yeah, and they absolutely. expect it'll get better over time some of our patrons like have their yeah. kids play yeah. And they're like, dude, this is like just watching my son play or daughter play. Yeah. Like, I, I just did the community comments. I just called them together for Jones. And uh, so many comments are there were like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying this game. Yeah. And I was like, I'm glad that we have a place where people can feel like they can say those things and not be ridiculed. You know, yeah. like uh, it's it's. It is so ridiculous, and I, Damiani, I agree with you 110% that, that, that there is this perceived correctness, and sometimes I feel like the only avenue for people that don't agree with that is silence, and that's, mm-hmm. that's not okay, because the, 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 that side will just drown you out or attack you outright, and I, I, I think it's terrible. I think it's terrible, and... Um, well, it's, it's, I'm glad you brought it up, too, because I've been thinking about this more and more. It's like, uh, it gets pretty bad with, like, movies and shows, but video games are so much more intense for, with hate 
mm-hmm. is because people are protective and they feel like because they are the ones going through the game, they have this ownership. Right. And then it's like more of theirs. It's like, you know, well, I was there, you know, I've been playing Resident Evil my whole life. Like I played one, I played two when it came out. Yeah. So I own it more than you guys. And it's like, that's a dangerous. Yeah. So yeah. whereas a movie, it's yeah. like we're yeah. all collectively yes. watching this movie together. I didn't make the movie. I didn't go through the movie. I'm just watching it. Whereas, like, you go through a video game, like, you have this, like, ownership. Kind of going along with that, something I don't see as much with other forms of media is there's this sense that uh, video games are meant to be a certain way. Like, like this this person is like, this is what a video game is to me, and something that explores subjects that I'm uncomfortable with or goes in a different direction is suddenly invalid. Mm -hmm. And it's like... What are you talking about? Like, if you sample video games today, <laughs> if you take, like, a large enough sample size, it's, it's amazing. It is amazing how diverse they are. And so, because, like, something is exploring a different space or, or you know, taking an idea and flipping it on its head, you, you don't have to like it. You can absolutely not like it. But to crusade against its existence mm-hmm. seems a little frustrating to me. You know what's really positive and optimistic and and good? Hmm. Well, we're so lucky for what we do, but we're even more lucky to have the Easy Allies. Because it is like the safest community online that I've ever had the privilege of being a part of. And it's like, I, I because of the Allies and because of the patrons, I have been able to drown out so much more hate like i only go to easyallies.com the forums and twitch to read comments anymore and like some of my videos obviously i post but like that's it like i'm here for you with you Mm -hmm. and it is refreshing and encouraging and that's it i love it absolutely the allies baby yeah. <laughs> on that, I think it's a good note to end on. Is, is a is a note of positivity and support, and we're all here together. You can, you know, you. This can, is the place, Ben. You can express yourself with us. Throw out a we little, won't, we won't hate you. Throw out a little, uh, little tweet. A little, little easy allies. Destiny clan was like, yo, who's gonna run me through this uh, two year old raid? Yeah. Uh, ben, they, th- they answered the call. They yeah. ran me through. Yeah. I think it's good to have different <laughs> opinions, and it's okay. To not agree with song, just don't be a dick about it. Absolutely, absolutely, yes. yeah. That, I mean, you could just boil it down to that. Um, yeah. The golden rule. Oh. Yeah, don't be a dick. Treat uh, treat, treat others, how, others. You, how you would want to be treated. Yeah, I'm I'm sorry if that went in places that were weird. No, well, but this I, I felt like frame were, trap, yeah. baby. I think there yeah. were things that needed to be said. Yeah, there. I'm just sad Ian Hink wasn't here to voice his. Oh man, very he, intense. Would have, he would have things to say. Yeah. Wow, he would have things to say. <laughs> And that's good. I like that he yeah. has things to say. Absolutely. Um, so let's move on. Let's move on to emails. Um, I don't want anyone on this panel or watching the show to take this the wrong way. But, you know, I, I honestly, I still believe Frametrap is in an experimental phase. We're oh, still oh, trying yeah. things out. We're still, I'm still learning. Yeah. I'm still uh, figuring out what I like and what I don't like. And uh, the last episode, we did a shorter email section, and I just felt better. Um, and so I think I, I think I am going to keep emails a little bit shorter. Please okay. continue to send them. Uh, it's nothing against you. It's just for the sake of the, the pace the of the show. I think it's a little pace. bit, a little bit better. Um, but 
our first email, talking about Blizzard Entertainment, comes in from Seth. Hey, Seth. Hey, Seth. Love you, Blizzard. Uh, he's just... <laughs> Big fan. Just, <laughs> just, <laughs> uh, again, these, these, are, these are not my words. Very, very positive about Blizzard. Uh, Blizzard Entertainment is not just an industry leader. They created worlds that are etched into the very fabric of our culture. Whew. World of Warcraft revolutionized the entire gaming industry. Countless developers have attempted to capture that magic. The Blizzard has perfected and never succeeded. However, the unfortunate reality is that in the past, Cataclysm, Mr. Pandaria, and Warlords of Draenor severely lacked that signature Blizzard polish. It was content, but none of it was memorable. Uh, does Legion feel like a return to that Blizzard quality, the level of quality that when a game reaches it, the entire industry is elevated? Uh, we answered the question, but what I, what I want to bring up, and if, feel free to comment on it if you want. I'm not level cap. I, I just have a, a quick really... thing to say. Yeah. Yes. Feels good right now, Yes. but we've just started. Yes. Yeah. So we can easily go downhill. Feels better than Mists and right. Draenor at launch. I played right. Cataclysm a ton. I like Cataclysm. I think it gets a bad rap. Sure, it's not Lich King and it came after the best. But yeah. There are things I, like I really Cataclysm. like about Warlords. I, it, it's yeah. you, you are both touching on exactly what I wanted to touch on, and it is that when either something good or something bad happens, with somebody, especially that has as many eyes on them as Blizzard, I think there's that call for snap judgment. And Brad, I, I totally agree with you. It's like, Legion feels good right now. Mm-hmm. We're still waiting through it. We're still yeah. Yeah, yeah. feeling it out. It's in the um, oven. Yeah, it is in the oven. Cooking. I totally I totally agree with that. Yeah. Um, and Huber, you touched on the other thing that I wanted to talk about is I feel like when people do talk about Cataclysm or Pandaria or Draenor, because those were overall not great things that it just kind of... It's like, no, that sucked totally. And it's like, I, I think there were really good things about them. I think there were lessons learned that maybe made Legion what it was, you know? Jinor is the only one that it's pretty hard to defend because of the content drought. Yeah. And because Garrison's never fully paid off. Sure. Sure. I re- so, like, those two big things are kind of hard to get behind. Yeah. Like I, Pandaria I, was cool because it was, like, a nice little change of pace from the world-ending cataclysm. Right. A little more jolly, lighthearted. Uh, the new, like, Battleground was cool. I love that. Love the aesthetic of it. Draenor just didn't really have... I, I think what I was trying to say, not necessarily specifically to World of Warcraft, but it's just, like, just just because something is bad doesn't mean it is absolutely yeah. bad. And they learn from their mistakes. Yeah. Like, yeah. Legion has learned from Draenor's mistakes, so maybe Draenor being not as good mm-hmm. has made the overall game better in a weird yeah, yeah. logic. Put them up, they might have been too comfortable before <laughs> yeah, it's really they were. put a fire in them. They were, for sure. Uh, our next email comes in from James Ryan. Hey, James. Hey, James. He says, Love you, Blizzard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love your work, James. Yeah. <laughs> uh, inspired by Ben last episode saying, if you were to rank his hobbies, games would be number one, followed by music. That is true. My question is, how would the panel rank their personal hobbies and interests? Don't worry about having a minimum number, perhaps a maximum if the show's trapped for time. Uh, I don't think we need a maximum. I think this would be an interesting way to learn more about the Allies. If I were to rank my own, it would probably be film, TV, comics, games, and then music. It's probably the stuff I most actively try to engage in. Damian, I want to start with you. Um, games would probably still be one. I'd probably put television at two. Oh, it's creeping up. Um, films at three. Probably put. Can I put anime as a separate category? Heck yeah! Sure. You yes. mean like in its own Please. ranking? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I really like that a lot. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, I think uh, I'll put music next, then I'll put anime. Okay. okay. Anime's behind music there at the, at the end. Okay. Um. Is there anything else? Uh. 
I, I put sports in the television, I guess. So I lumped them kind of together. Sure. I don't know if you'd do that too, Huber. Not being on my list. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like watch, <laughs> watching sports. Like <laughs> this TV's just so damn big and broad. Yeah, for Sorry. sure. No, no, I like but that. Yeah, that. That was good. Kind of it. Yeah. It's a good list. Uh, video games, music, movies, TV. Uh, just to save time, Brett, we have the exact same yep. list. So, so we got one, Ben. Yeah. Video games, movies, Dodgers. Dodgers. TV, comics. Cool. Yeah. I like but, that. Uh, it's university it, day. It's cool because movies and games, throughout the year... I go through like different phases. I go through phases that are like three months long, mm-hmm. all the or two to two to four months long, where like I'm super craving video games. It's all I'm doing playing games, playing games. Then I'll go into movies and just like not really play that much except for work and just watch so many movies. Yeah, it's always yeah, that's totally cool. Yeah, yeah, go through phases. Yeah. yeah, same with TV and games with me, pretty yeah. much. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I just I just have to say it for myself because maybe if I say it. On the record, I'll actually do it. My favorite thing in the world to do is read, and I just don't hmm. read books anymore. And I, I need to read oh, books. Wow. I have to do it. Yeah. Uh, I drove by read. a library last night, and I was like, one day I should just like go check out books. Yeah. And then I read like some story in the news saying about some Alabama <laughs> library is gonna give people jail time for overdue books. That's crazy. Damn. I'm like, what? Like, damn, maybe I shouldn't, because if I don't return a book, I might go to jail. That's so good. <laughs> I live vicariously through Beth because she reads, like, more than I watch TV. It's I, insane. You know, actually, I, I have the... 7 and she reads fast. Huge book done mm. in, like, three days. Boom. And that's the same thing yeah. with, with, with Abby. She's insane. She's such a voracious reader that yeah. it, it makes me want to read less because I feel guilty. Yeah. Like anytime I bowl out a book, it's like, oh, you're reading yeah. too much. It's like, <laughs> yeah, I guess. And it's like, I just want to go back to my little No, man. Right you read that book whenever you want to uh, read it. And you read how you want to read. Yeah. Thank you, bro. Don't let need anyone that. tell I need you that. I love the YouTube that. and Twitch book readers. I'm so yeah, slow yep. I'm so Oh, slow. you need to read this back. <laughs> this book's better than that book. Don't read that book. Do you, Ben? Oh, well... Uh, I guess to, to bring it up really quickly, because I, I don't know if any of you can relate to it, I've been meaning to read Game of Thrones for like the last six years, and I love. <laughs> wow. I love Game of. I love Game of. I, there's nothing in my life I love more than Game of Thrones, and but just the thought of reading like five game. giant books is just like I don't know, man. If you're I don't enjoying know. it though, it won't be a problem. Yeah, but, but it's just it's just sort of yeah. that initial barrier. Uh, Kind of like, that you were talking about with Souls, where it's just like, once I get there, I'll probably be fine. But man, man it's like stuff. starting a new yeah, game man. franchise, man. Like, what if you never played... But I could, like, I love Shin Megami Tensei. I can't play two Shin Megami Tensei know, games. Like the it might not take you as long to read a book than to play through a Shin Megami sure. Tensei book. But does the TV series being ahead now, like, hurt? Like, yeah, that, that that's, that that's awesome. Well. Sure, sure. Yeah, that's yeah, part good. of the not knowing the surprise was like, I gotta read this next book so I don't get spoiled. Like, Harry Potter. That was like, you gotta read the damn books. Because the movies aren't coming in time. So books. you better read book six and seven if you don't want a spoiler. Mm-hmm. Our next email comes in from David Green. I really like this one too. Hi, David. Hey, David. Love Harry Potter. <laughs> Big fan. He says, howdy, hey. Howdy. I would like to know which games had the best introductions. And what I mean by that is what video games did the best jobs did the best job of grabbing your attention in the first few minutes? What comes to mind for me are Metal Gear Solid. Yes. yes. 
Final Fantasy Seven. That was my answer. Yes, Last of Us, Dude. Uncharted series, Call of Duty Four, Modern Warfare, Chrono Trigger, Marvel vs. Capcom Two. If you have the time, I'm curious uh, what you think makes a good game introduction. All those, please. And you're not gonna give me that Spencer Mansion first zombie. Uh. Uh, Huber, I'm gonna break your I'm gonna break your heart. But wait, sometimes sometimes I I I am not kidding you. Sometimes I just sit and think about this out of the blue. I truly believe that Resident Evil Four has like the best opening uh, hour of any video game, and how remarkable it dude, is. Dude, like Leon in the back of the car with two cops. Come on, <laughs> I'm saying opening so, hour. Yeah. I specified. Okay. I specified. I'm thinking opening like. Couple oh, okay, okay, yeah, that's a different yeah, thing. I think yeah. that's a different frame. I was thinking frame. too. Like, sure, open, sure. Because I'm just yeah. going to say, like, the first hour of Resident Evil, like, nothing has yeah. grabbed me by the balls more than that. Re- yeah. Seriously. That, that village. <laughs> that, that village. village that intensity. So, that yeah. feeling, that emotion. Yeah. Oh, I love it's it like so much. It's like Blizzard-level design right there. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> We're just going <laughs> to... Pizza eating Dante. The, 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 the thumbnail for this oh. is just gonna have to be like, <laughs> Let's Dude, I actually really Dante, like Dante, Don't Lay Cry 3. Yeah! It's good. <laughs> People hate it, but I, I like it. Just Our, that, uh, that, like going in with Barry as Jill. Yeah. Like the pool of blood there, the ticking clock, fireplace. Dude, yeah, that's pretty good. The bombing, zombie turns around. The bombing mission in 7, dude? Breaking in with Barry and the rest of the avalanche, yeah. The music, yeah, yeah. setting the bomb, dude, yeah. fighting the boss, getting out, when yeah. it blows up, dude. It's so cool. Yeah, it's really cool. Definitely. Starting off with a, a heist job yeah. or something it's like that. Yeah. It's some infiltration. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Love it. Can you um like not to do this to myself and all of you, but. Thinking about that opening bombing mission and then thinking about how it could be remade, yeah. the potential there, yeah. like, it could be it could be so good. We've seen glimpses of it. That I get through it and I just shut off my PS4 and throw it out the window because I'm like, it's not getting better than that. Like, <laughs> oh my god. Oh, uh, definitely the potential bring, there. Definitely want to quickly bring up Shenmue too. Or Shenmue okay. also. Oh, sure, yeah, yeah. Because it's like... Within the first couple minutes, that game has you so emotionally invested because dudes come and kill your father right in front of you. There's this level of, like, emotional investment and also because there's this mystery. Who were those people? What is he talking about? What the hell was my dad involved with? So it, like, throws down all this emotional and and mysterious weight on you within the first few minutes. Yes. Blondie. Um, yeah. Which God of War has the best intro? Two. Wow. Well, mm. Wow. Dude, threes is pretty nuts. Two is, I was, I, yeah, I, I'm just going to say two or three. Two is cool because you're like battling all over the city. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, I, I, I feel like you... Like, oh, the three. three. Three is amazing. Three is amazing. But I feel like you just kind of... Uh, like, three is a better spectacle, but in two I feel like you do more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. Especially, too, when, like, the Colossus, like, in two, like, yeah. you'll be running, and all of a sudden, he'll smash through a building and, like, try to step on two you. Two has, like, brief moments yeah. of, like, pause and relief, I feel like. Well, three's just, like, fucking nuts the entire <laughs> yeah. time. Uh, Dude, one game. Jabbing out Poseidon's eyes. One game yeah. that, this may not seem exciting, but one <laughs> game that really sets the tone for the world and it, like, gets me sucked into the adventure is Dragon Quest Eight. Yeah. It's just the intro of that. Really simple. 
real simple and everything. Throwing rocks at Not him, a man. spectacle. Yeah, totally. Dragon Crusade is a national treasure. It is. It is a world treasure. World treasure. Better. Better descriptor. It Global treasure. It belongs in a museum. It does. It does, it does belong. <laughs> like, like, they need to teach Dragon Quest 8 in schools. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> All right. Uh, our next and final email for the day comes in from Thim. Hey, Thim. Hey, Thim. Love fan. Dragon Quest. Yeah, big fan. <laughs> Hi, Ben, and hi, all allies on the panel. Here's a question that you could discuss for the next frame trap. Every once in a while, I think about video games of my use that I simply could not finish at the time. Mm. There are quite a few of them, but some special ones that literally haunt me in my dreams. <laughs> and especially the Dark Mark is the PC-exclusive uh, RPG Silver from 1999, which had a mini-boss fight that needed a certain trick that I could never pull off. Whenever I think about the game and that stupid boss, I get the urge to go back and finish it to prove to myself that my gaming skills have advanced in the last 17 years. However, due to my long backlog of unplayed games, I never get around to it, and probably never will, unless I specifically make time for it. So my question is, my questions are, I guess I should say, do you remember any specific game from your youth that you never finished? Mm -hmm. Do they haunt you, mm -hmm. or did you simply move on? Mm -hmm. Would you recommend grabbing an old copy of Silver to prove to myself that I could still do it? Have you done the same? Was it wasted time that could be spent on possibly more exciting games? Sure. Got it. First of all, I'll answer this last question. Don't give up. Yep. Try to do it. A uh, game pops in my head immediately that I still have not beat to this day my entire life is Castlevania Three on NES. Like the we need hardest, to do this, bro. Like, the hardest boss fight, like, ever mm -hmm. at the end of the game is ridiculously insane. Right, man? Yeah, it's... it's but, like... Like, I haven't I played it like in a long time. Castlevania 1 could be up there, too. Like, I beat Castlevania as little, but I could never beat 3. Mm. Interesting, interesting. I got a recent one, kind of recent. Yeah. Never beat it, and I love... I, like... <laughs> I've never finished it... But for some reason, it's like my favorite Final Fantasy, and that's 12. Ooh. Never finished. <laughs> yeah, I never got this. I know. <laughs> I, I know. understood this. I know. It's Ooh. so weird, and I know, like, objectively, it's just the not way you sing its best. I know it's not the best Final Fantasy, but. No, like, no. Screw the haters. 12 yeah. is an incredible like, game. When I got that game, it gave me almost a Dragon Quest VIII level mm. of, like, love and fervor to play and explore and do all that. Yeah. And it was just so long, and, like, stuff came out, life happened, I just never finished it, and the love has never, of like, it's never diminished, so I'm just waiting for that remake yeah, to get redemption. Like, say, guess what, you get a second chance. I'm getting that second chance. That's excellent. Yeah. When I was young, I never finished games. Ever, 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 ever. I would get to a certain point, get frustrated, and stop. 100% of the time. Like, it was a it was a moment if I finished a game. And as I got older, that really started to upset me. And I, like, was ashamed and angry at myself. So I made it a point to go back and finish a lot of the games that I really loved as a kid. And I did it. And it felt so, so, so good. Um, like, I could never beat a Mega Man game as a kid. Oh, really? Yeah, never could. And... I can do it now, and it's not a big deal. Like, I couldn't beat Ninja Gaiden. And so going back and then Dude. playing through Ninja Gaiden on stream was was great for me. Um, and so I've definitely had that moment. Recently, uh, I think there are just things that, like, I mean to beat, and I just don't for oh, yeah. whatever reason. It, not necessarily because of difficult, but, like, still haven't finished Witcher 3. That's that's hurting my soul. I <laughs> uh, haven't finished Hyperlife Drifter. That's hurting my soul. Like, I definitely have marks of shame like that. How about you, Damiani? 
Magician's Lord? No. <laughs> you beat Magician's Lord! Yeah. With ultimate safe states. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I remember that from my childhood. Uh, actually, Ghostbusters NES. Which sure. One? Which one? They gave us one. One no. or two? No. Is... Okay. Original Ghostbusters NES. Yeah, it's bad. It's like it's a bad game. Stairwell part. God, maybe that I'll is pass that bullshit. One. That part is oh. bullshit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dude, maybe, oh my maybe, god. Maybe, maybe once. That is like required that. turbo controller for that part. And then Ghost. I mean, then I played Ghostbusters Two and beat that. I was like, wow. Well, I guess they realized Ghostbusters One was so damn hard. You should probably not play it. It's like cool box. Looks just like the movie logo. I'm a kid. We well, play this. Ghostbusters Two is sucks Game too, but it's not as bad. Ghostbusters One dies in the fire. Yo, speaking of uh, Witcher Three. <laughs> newest PC gamer they do it every single year top 100 games of all time every year they do it mm-hmm. number one The Witcher 3 okay <laughs> bold move I need, to, I, need, I need to say some things bold move I need to say some things <laughs> I, I, I boot it okay I, I can't argue it really though oh I hear you I hear you I hear you but I wouldn't but, choose it but I can't argue it but okay like I had such a hunger for Witcher 3, I booted it up last night and yeah. played it on PC, and I, I had been playing it on console before, and being able to play it on PC, like, even though I'm, like, 50 hours in the game, I think I might just start over on PC because it's so glorious, and just, just immediately, the emotions between characters and the yeah. world that they built, I was like, this is, this is unbelievable. Yeah. I have no doubt that, like, I can envision a future where Witcher 3 is the greatest PC game of all time. Like, I, I'm not saying that it is, yeah. I just, like, I could, I would yeah. hear that argument, yeah. But it, we were talking about like giving things enough time. Yeah, you know, it I, hasn't I, I think been long like enough to make that like number one. Like right now, I wouldn't. I think but, like, like you said, you nailed it. Whereas like years yeah. from now, I might look back and be like, dude, Witcher Three is one of my favorite games of all time. Totally. Like there was there was a list not long after it came out where like they were like Mass Effect Two is the greatest yeah. RPG ever made. It's like. Yeah. I love Mass Effect 2. I do, but give it some time, man. You're like you're still high on those emotions, yeah. you yeah. know, still thinking. Something about the Baron, like just let it sit for a second. Uh, whereas, like something like Doom, right? Like I know where that is in yeah. time and and its importance and my feelings on it. Like if I had enough time to process, it. I don't know. That's just my opinion. Like I wouldn't. I'm always hesitant to even say like rank Persona Four because I feel like even that I haven't given enough yeah. time. You know. Oh, I've given it enough time. <laughs> so. Gotcha. I'm glad you beat that game. That me makes too. me very happy. I am me too. too. God, I felt good. For like too. a world where Mike doesn't play any JRPGs I love. Or handhelds. Yeah. I made he it happen. It. He did I it. I made it happen. There it is. That kind of is about the thing. About the, the question. Yeah. Make it happen. I made That's it happen. That's the point. Persona 4, yeah, I, make it made, I willed you did it, it. You did to happen you did it. because like, of these guys. And, okay, I just, I just got to say something. Because very often I get... Things that say, I checked out Yakuza because of you, I checked out Persona because of you, I checked out whatever because of, of you or Huber or Brad or Damiani, it doesn't matter who it is. I see this stuff all the time. And they're, they're always like, it was amazing. And so, you know, if, if you hear something that you're interested in, we're, we're trying not to steer you wrong, you know. Yeah. Like, give it a chance and, and let's have a conversation about it because those are my favorite conversations yeah. to get into. But guys... I, you know what feeling I feel right now? And I'm not just saying this because we did a ramen episode. I, I feel full. <laughs> just thinking that. I, I was going to say, he feels full. I feel I'm full. full. I do. I yeah. feel like we, we went places in this episode that I'm very happy with. Covered I, a lot I of love, spectrums. Yeah. yeah I, I'm bummed I, I didn't get to I'm bring happy. up Deus Ex, though. It's going to be this lingering, like, splinter. I have a lot to say about it. 
I'm but sorry. I don't want to spoil it anyway. Give it. Oh, let it. Let it sit. Let it sit. It's let brand it sit. new. It's brand new. I'm sure a lot it's of people. It's a story driven game. Story driven game. A lot of people haven't finished it. I'm sure. So next time. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll take a deep. You dive. can. You can even do a Huber syndrome if you wanted on that whole thing. Oh, right? I'm going to. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the the reason that I want to stand full is not not to like pat ourselves on the back. That wasn't the point. The the point is that I just wanted to say thank you to the amazing panel. Thank you, viewers, for sticking with us. Uh, all this time, I, I, I like, I just have been enjoying myself, and so that's, oh, that's yeah, all yeah. I wanted to Perfect. express. The best. Um, if you want more of us and our and our rants and our loud voices, uh, you can go to easyallies.com. There you will find links to our Patreon page, which is the absolute best way to support us and, and keep this train rolling. Uh, we are also on Twitch at twitch.tv slash easyallies. We are also on YouTube at youtube slash easyallies. Um, you guys are so amazing, as Huber said. Best community. Couldn't ask yeah, for a better insane. one. Best. I appreciate it so insane. much. We will see you next time on Frank. Frank.